and welcome to episode 76 of the Super Horror Bros podcast. I'm your host, Matt, and joining me, as always, is my brother, Mike. Hello. How's it going? Oh, I'm excited, man. Me too, me too. We are finally here for our big Best of 2017 special. Uh, of course, this will be our last show of 2017, where we cover all of the fantastic horror movies that came out, and what a wonderful year it's been overall. Of course, we'll get into that, but it, oh, definitely, crazy makes, year, man. Crazy yeah, it definitely year. makes the show worth doing, and it makes our jobs a hell of a lot easier when the movies deliver. So yeah, thank you for everyone who made all these wonderful movies. Um, so yeah, we're going to be doing our big top 10 of the year. Um, we've also oh, got yeah. some different special awards to give out as well, so we'll get to that. Um, but first, we're going to start with a giveaway. Let's do so, it. We've only it's done exciting. one. Yeah, exactly. We've only done one giveaway before. Um, it was a book. It was the Damned book, which is uh, of course by Tan Richardson, uh, fantastic author. Shout out to him. Um, so yeah, we yeah. gave that away a while ago now. Check his books out, guys. I mean, yeah. Tan is a great dude, and yeah, great trilogy. Yeah, it really is. It's available on Amazon and pretty much anywhere you can get it. Uh, I think you got it on Kindle as well, haven't you? So yeah. you, can, you can pretty much get it on everything. Um, More about those ebooks. Yeah, but now we're giving away a Blu-ray for the first time, which Ooh. is cool. Um, this I'm assuming, like, I have no idea if this is region-free or not, so I would say to people, <laughs> unless you have a region-free Blu-ray, I'd highly recommend you live in the UK, um, because I don't know <laughs> if it works or not. <laughs> I'm more than welcome Good to point. send it. I'm Good more than welcome point. to send it to you if you do win and you live outside yeah. the UK, but if it doesn't work, don't put that on me. Um, <laughs> so... If you want a copy, it's always of... good to have caveats yeah, in exactly. before the giveaway. Just get yeah. in there nice and early. Yeah. Enter at your own risk. But yeah, if you would like <laughs> to win Cult of Chucky on Blu-ray, um, of Ooh. course, it was uh, one of our most popular shows this year, and I'm sure we'll be talking about the movie later. But first, yeah, if you if you haven't seen this wonderful movie, or if you have and you just want a nice Blu-ray to sit on your shelf, if you want a chance to enter this Blu-ray, all you have to do is go on Twitter, find us, if you don't already follow us, at SHBPod, um, and just tweet us what your favourite horror movies of the year were. Um, you can send us just your favourite movie, you know, the number one, or you can send <coughs> us a few. We, we don't need, like, an ordered list like we're doing, because we're crazy people. No, um, one but- movie five movies a top five whatever you want just use the hashtag shb 2017 yeah exactly so yeah just just send them in uh you can have a especially if you've only if you're not listening to this show straight away don't be worried because there is going to be like a few weeks obviously for the rest Mm -hmm. of 2017 so we'll be drawing the winner on our first show of the new year um of 2018 so obviously if this is still the most recent show up then you know that you still got a chance to enter so yeah that's on twitter at shb pod and yeah just send us your best films um Mm. there's a great little blu-ray as well it's got the doll's house documentary on it which we we got to see at fright fest and it's mm. a it's a good one yeah it's really good and you just you just gotta rep the blu-rays haven't you really it's just the best yeah. way to watch it um so yeah a, a couple of release dates as well before we dive into the top 10 because uh, there's a couple of things we talked about very recently on the show um but black mirror's finally got a release date it's the 29th of december so it's fine it is sneaking yeah. into the 2017 release date um, <laughs> it's, it's somehow barely. done it but yeah, we're, we're going to be covering it in the new year. I just I cannot wait for that show. Um, and another one is the film Victor Crowley. Um, we talked about that a few weeks ago as well. That was, of course, at Fright Fest. Um, but yeah, it's coming uh, February 6th, uh, 2018. So yeah, Can't wait, man. Two, two exciting new things for you. Yeah, of course, we're already looking ahead to 2018. But first, we've got to look back on this wonderful year. So are you ready? Let's dive into our top 10. Oh, man, I'm ready. Let's do it. So 
so our big top 10 this is very exciting of course we did this last year so check that out if you're if you're a sort of a relatively new listener i think that's a good way of gauging what our favorite films are is to just go and listen to that yeah you know, that best yeah of 2016. um there is <clears throat> a fun lot... times man yeah this was a really hard year to do this for both of us um because it has been such a fantastic yeah. year like getting this down to just 10 was super difficult oh, it was um tough. so we do have a few honorable mentions which we're not going to spend a huge amount of time on but i feel like it would be wrong of us not to at least mention them um mm. one film i definitely want to give a shout out to is the ritual um yeah. uk horror we both really really liked it um i think it is still coming to netflix at a, a later I think date so, man, yeah. so hopefully we'll, we will get to bring this up again in the future but it's a really cool movie and this was the one that you know we were both yeah this, this one didn't hurt. Make our top 10 yeah yeah this one hurt the one for me that personally hurt was raw mm. as well I just kept thinking about that movie and it just kind of like completely hit me for six when we watched it. Such a weird, mm. cool idea. So yeah, that one, that one hurt a bit for me. That was in my personal top 10, but that was such a cool movie to see didn't in the quite cinema make as well. <laughs> exactly. That's why it was just like, it, I think it is the craziest movie I've seen in a cinema. Mm. Like I was like, why am I, why am I not watching this on my iPad? Like how, yeah. how am I watching this in the cinema? Yeah, it was cool. Um, I also really liked 68 kill. I think it was mm. probably like my favorite comedy horror of the year. Yeah, definitely um, mine too. But I think it's been such a strong year for straight up horror that it unfortunately didn't make the top 10, but that's still yeah. a great film. Um, yeah. So yeah, they're, they're kind of like the main ones yeah, for us. Definitely. Um, so yeah, diving into the top 10, this first one has got a nice big caveat attached to it, which is always nice. <laughs> um, but the re- rest of the, the list is relatively clean, I believe. <laughs> yeah. So this first one um, is Trained to Busan. Um, I believe it was our first show of 2017 that we that it we covered. It was indeed. And so it was it was definitely one that came out late 2016. Um, saw a lot of people. I'd already said a lot of good things about it this time last year. Mm. Um, so, so it was definitely one that we kind of caught in our backlog, which, which is always going to happen. But it was so good that we were such huge fans of it that we felt like it would be a travesty for it to kind of like slip through the cracks between the two years. Yeah, um, the thing and... is with this film as well, it seems like one of these films that, you know, hasn't had crazy hype and you know uh backing behind it the fact that we didn't hear about it straight away ourselves you know other people could be sleeping on it yeah so you know it's just it's such a good film that people shouldn't sleep on it yeah definitely so we had to include it we you know it is our number 10 on the list um it's <clears throat> it's definitely one of the best zombie films i've seen in recent years you know it's definitely oh, a, it's, a, so good. it's a genre that has become kind of washed out in a lot of ways and i still think there's you know this proves it that if you make a good one yeah. it's still a good zombie movie though. this this was what i wanted world war z to be yeah like this crazy epidemic that you get this large scale uh visual but you get the story of a mm. group of people that you actually care about and that actually have like a reason for what they're doing i love the whole train as well mm. just the kind of you know um what uh snowpiercer yeah, kind of like vibe you know gave carriage, snowpiercer carriage. vibes and that's really cool mm. and yeah almost like resident evil like resident evil zero as well just like this kind of yeah zombie infested train that you're getting through the carriages and each one has these different challenges to overcome like i absolutely love this movie man like it, it started 2017 with a bang and definitely needs to be on the list yeah definitely i, I remember the, the action sequences were so good like there's one in particular when the train kind of makes a big stop and they kind of get mm. off it for the first time and the way this kind of escalates and builds and then you realize like 
oh man like everything has gone to shit in this world like we actually need to get back on this train as as hellish as it seemed at the time it's probably our safest place right now and so that whole set piece i think it's around about the middle of the film is just absolutely incredible Um, it has some amazing villains in it as well um it really makes you hate like it really makes you feel attached to certain characters and also hate others yeah um I think for like a subtitled foreign language film to do that. That's, as that's well. what I was going to say because quite often, you know, you, you you don't get that relationship because you you can't focus on the characters because you are reading the text, mm. and so you don't get that attachment so much with a subtitled movie. But this one just bleeds through; it doesn't matter. Yeah, um, which is real testament to how well it was done. Yeah, definitely. It's it's such a good movie. Definitely one of the best foreign language movies we've seen for the show. And yeah, we, mm. we just have to give it a massive shout out. If you like any sort of zombie films whatsoever, I know there's been a lot of them and I know that they're very kind of tired at this point, but definitely go see this one because Train to Boost oh, yeah. stands ahead of everything oh, else yeah. in my opinion. Oh, yeah. Um, so yeah, next up on the list, number nine, mm. we have The Autopsy of Jane Doe. Ooh. What a surprise of a movie. Yeah. Like... This was this was another one that we had we had a bit of buzz about and kind of you know had it on the list and eventually kind of watched it and mm. just straight away you know you're just kind of you put into this room with with the autopsy going on and you just you, the, the characters are so good and you're you're just enamored as to what is going on and like as things start to happen and as it gets crazier and crazier you're just fully into the journey throughout um, and it you know it, it is one of the you know it is a film that's kind of it's not a slow burn, but it's how I want slow burns to be because yeah. it does have anticipation and build up, but then it goes there. And I think it goes there so, so much that it it's not really classed as a slow <clears throat> burn, but that's what I mean. It, it is exactly what I want from my slow burns where it gives me a weight, but then once it kicks in, my God, does it kick in? Yeah. It's really, really cool. I remember like mm. when we first watched it, you know, this is, we saw this a while ago now and it is one mm. of the, the few that I've seen only <clears throat> once. And I, I do yeah. wonder if I could go back to it, but I remember just, the kind of the, the autopsy was fascinating i think it's an amazing setup for a movie of like has this um mm. what is it like a, is it called a mortician is that what they're called the morgue do you mean yeah, or the... like, yeah sort of yeah the, the people who practice there and the kind of yeah. place but yeah, the, yeah like they're they're kind of the coroners yeah the coroners they're given this corpse mm. and obviously it's their job to kind of like okay can you please identify as to why this person died and you already see it yeah. briefly at the start of the movie and it's really interesting there as well but then yeah it's once... so fascinating yeah. like because they're they're you know they'll they'll be taken out organs and it was is the you know the the setup is father and son mm. the the kind of the autopsy team and the the father is teaching the son so so through that you're getting the the thought process and everything else and obviously they're recording it as you know autopsies are mm. and um so it, it really does feel like it's just like a uh, a true crime like mm. like real life autopsy to begin with where you are just finding out about her and they'll they'll find something in her mouth and then he's like oh she must have drowned and he's like no because if she drowned x y and z would be the case but yeah so then things you know, don't a, start b, and c is still possible and it, and it just becomes this puzzle that they start to piece together mm. and then as they piece it together the film then transitions into a more conventional kind of horror with with you know more horror elements happening but for me the 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 strength of the movie is the autopsy and the the puzzle that they put together and just the enjoyment of seeing that it was just fantastic i'd have been happy with just that Mm. what they gave beyond that was still very good as well but it was the autopsy that really got it on this list for me 
Yeah, it turns into a into a on paper, I guess, fairly generic haunting movie, but it still pulls it off really well. Like mm. it, it does super scary. Yeah, it has some really cool scary moments, and I think it ends fairly satisfying. But yeah, like you say, that that um the relationship between the father and son it feels super genuine. Um, mm. really well acted between the two lead <clears throat> actors, and so yeah, it, it does just feel like you are have you you just flicked on a documentary about an autopsy, and then you kind of once the obviously the pieces don't start to fit together for them, that's when this becomes like a horror movie, you know, and it has like mm. supernatural elements and other stuff and yeah it's a, it's a really well done movie for sure i think that's probably why though it, it is so high that because like you say it, it is more conventional after that but because mm. you have such a real setup you're so invested and you you kind of feel like the world is real that then what happens to him you're just like jesus christ what the hell's going on yeah especially Love these it. um these kind of more low budget kind of uh or um possession movies you know not the big mm. like james one movies but the kind of the other tier i think mm. out, outside of that tier like this is like the best one i've seen you know I've, i haven't really seen another of those low tier like haunting movies yeah, that i've really enjoyed like in any, on any scale like this so yeah i think it's a really really cool movie um so yeah number eight um is a movie that i absolutely adore uh hounds of love um now i think i'm gonna mute your mic on this one because you're an absolute <laughs> hater of this movie and uh yeah i'm just gonna i'm just gonna talk about why it's why it deserves to be on this list in my opinion um it Man, was i don't know i don't, no, don't want to know it was all love this episode <laughs> it's all love yeah um this movie just came out of a left field for us you know it was one that i you know we do a certain amount of work for the show in regards to finding horror movies to watch obviously um look forward to mike's early 2018 <laughs> upcoming horror movies I wonder exactly. how many of my 17 one actually have come out. Yeah, that'd be curious. And how many yeah. are going to feature on, like, free lists so far? <laughs> yeah. Um, but, yeah, so obviously when we kind of pick movies, we have ones that are interest us personally and what we think you guys would find in- interesting to hear us talk about. Um, and, and during the summer was when it really got, like, more difficult because we were then starting to really scrape our backlog. Um, mm. And so when I th- I believe someone just randomly tweeted us this title. Yeah. And yeah. I hadn't heard of it at all. You know, I, I frequent the horror websites and obviously checking for news and trailers. And I hadn't seen anything about this movie. I've seen, like, obviously something about it now, now that it's come out. But at this time, it was getting zero buzz. So I was like, oh, it sounds cool. Um, I, I'm always into these kind of, like, kidnapping movies. And, and especially if it, I think it is an Australian production. Yeah, um, it is. Yeah. So I was kind of like, I was into it. And I just thought, <clears throat> well, we just don't have anything else to watch. And so, you know, got it on demand, watched it. And I was just completely blown away by this movie from start to finish. I remember just sitting there with headphones on. And I couldn't take my eyes off the screen from the from the first moments. So I think it reminded me of so many horror movies that I love. You know, it had, like, the grittiness of the loved ones without the humor. Um, mm. It reminded me of a lot of those like really gritty, um, you know, kidnapping stories that do feel like, like you yeah, it's like kind of like mum and dad. Yeah, mum and dad vibes. Oh, a hundred percent. Yeah, you spot on yeah. with that. Like it, it, it definitely reminded me of that movie as well. And so, like, I already, I'm like, I'm into that type of subgenre of horror. Mm. And when it's done right, and yeah, like I loved the dynamic between i think they were called the smiths was their surname but like the, the basically the lead couple of this mm. movie and you know it's basically a, a, an abusive relationship but they also find a lot of things that they do agree on and one of those things is basically kidnapping and abusing and then killing yeah. like young girls um and so like that dynamic was just so messed up from the get-go um it's it's an amazing screenplay as well like i love how there are so many little things that it drops in that ties back perfectly towards the end where I was just like, oh man, this is so clever and so tight. Like, there's one point where I remember thinking like, oh, they've messed up here. Like, this is a potential plot hole. And it was actually like a 
an almost a red heron that they knew you were going to think that and then they swerve mm. a completely different direction and i was like man this film is so clever um so it, it just really stood out to me for all these reasons i think yeah. it, it has to be talked about here because not many people have seen this movie or talked about it um i've already got my blu-ray pre-order for january i i, <laughs> I cannot wait to rewatch this movie and yeah i definitely i, I definitely want to watch this movie again man like i enjoyed this movie i i think like i have to be the voice of like you know seems like dislike just because Be you're positive. so high on it but i do i do like really enjoy this movie i think the like you say the um the whole kidnapping element and the the grittiness of the film is what's so good about it mm. i think it i think it doesn't do anything like super um like new but what it does it just does it so well and that's mm. why it's on the list because it is just you know from start to finish solid um and like you really believe what's going on you believe all of the characters and you, you know you kind of um the smiths if that if that is their name i'm not quite sure but they <laughs> they um do come across as really genuine and just like this this real bonnie and clyde thing and you don't mm. you don't see that often in horror and when you do it, it's quite often cheesy but this one was just real genuine like they both seem like absolute psychopaths which is good because you don't always get that and so yeah great movie <laughs> It's the whites I just checked. Ah, <laughs> oh, bollocks. I, I knew it wasn't. Yeah. yeah I knew it was just I was some like, basic thing. Right. Yeah. Um, I remember enough. thinking yeah, as well, whites. just briefly, but this movie was shot beautifully for like a really cheap movie. <clears> um, <throat> really liked the way it looked. I think it's from a first time director as well. <clears throat> um, so shout out to him, uh, Ben Young. Yeah. For, uh, I, yeah, I believe this is his first feature he's done. You know, IMDb is so hard to check because yeah. they have so many different shorts and TV <laughs> yeah. shows, but I'm pretty sure this is his first feature. Yeah, um, I'm sure it was when we when we looked. But yeah. So yeah, just a huge start for him, you know, similar to like when we saw The Loved Ones, where I was like, I just can't wait to see mm. everyone involved in mm. this. And so yeah, I'm, I'm super pumped to see what these guys do next, for sure. I mean, just looking at this next one on the list, man, number seven. <laughs> I cannot believe if we'd have said this in mm. January, February, whenever we saw this movie, that Split would be our seventh movie of the year. Yeah, I mean, obviously it came I mean, out at the start of the year, but wow. at that point I was like, oh, this is going to be my number one movie. Yeah. <laughs> like, it I was like this, this, is, this is easily going to be in my top three. And yeah. yeah, it just shows what sort of year we've had, because Split, man, what a goddamn oh, movie. Split is so good. Like, where the do we even begin with this? massive return, obviously, yeah. M. Night. Like, he, yeah. he obviously kept rebounded massively with The Visit, which was a really yeah. cool movie. Um, But Split is, like, up there for one of his best ever Well, movies. the thing is, like, you know, The Visit gave him credibility again because it was almost to the point that you couldn't put his name on a film oh yeah and and then you know the visit was like okay m night's getting his game back and then kind of you know everything about split sounded awesome the mm. trailer looked good you know james mcavoy you know and it was just like are we going to get a good movie and like as soon as the film <laughs> starts and he kidnaps the the three girls like mm. the way that is done was incredible like i love that opening scene yeah, so much it was so it's the um, time for the entire movie perfectly. exactly um and then kind of you um you know you get the um character you know the different characters of james mcavoy um very early on and all of them as we said on our review like none of them are cringeworthy when he plays like a young child or what you know whatever character that's not a normal version of himself mm. um it's done so well that you know who he's playing and what he's playing but it doesn't look stupid or seem stupid um <clears throat> which is just like a crazy testament to him that he managed to pull that off mm. um and in the movie itself, like, I think the whole kidnapping and the whole backwards and forwards, I love the dynamic of um, the girls escaping and potentially having the the um, 
help her be one of the personalities of um james mcavoy's character yeah so cool. you know so like um at any second he could turn into one of the villains so you've you've got both savior and villain in this one guy which is just such a cool dynamic that you've just never seen in a film before mm. um and yeah i thoroughly enjoyed it i think like the whole um and ending of the movie i think is not as strong as the beginning and the middle um I think like the full, the whole evolution of the the personalities and everything was kind of it it kind of teased the way it was going to go and then it kind of went there and I was a little bit surprised and mm. I think that's possibly why it's not quite as high on the list like it's when you look at these films it's almost like trying to rationale why they're not higher and it's yeah, just well, the year is so strong but me, but like, I think that's part of it I I absolutely adore Split if if I did have any criticisms and I do it is that the the kind of the stuff with his psychologist psychologist character I think there's too mm. much of that um mm. you know we have that's you know we just talked about all the things we positively like and that wasn't mentioned at all um mm. I think it's it's okay and it's serviceable in the movie and it, it's an interesting dynamic yeah but I think that I think it's a bit too heavy-handed in regards to explaining his disorder um and I do think her character is just featured on the screen too much like I I want to see more of James McAvoy I want to see mm. more of Casey and the other girls that have been kidnapped because they're the stars of the movie not the psychologist um, yeah, so that is a small minor um, but yeah it's, it's similar it's funny how this is straight after Hands of Love because again both kidnapping movies um, so you know I, I do think that's such a great idea for a, for a horror film and, and like you just said like the fact that the person that they're most terrified from can also physically look like the only person that can save them like that's yeah, so cool which is you, just crazy you think about Hands of Love that's more a, a, a what you'd expect from this type of movie of like there's the female character who's who might be their way out but then there's also the male character who's just not going to help them at all um, yeah so split having this one actor in body like both those roles such a massive uptake for james mcavoy of course like he has to carry this movie on his shoulders and he does exceptionally um just you know this is one of those ones for me where um other award ceremonies you like the main ones they they really do look their nose down at horror and it's clear because if james mcavoy did this in what wasn't a kidnapping movie if it was like a you know if the rest of this movie was like some bore another topic and it didn't have any horror elements oh yeah exactly and it was just his acting he would be getting like every if this had been probably him with his psychologist and and like them going to like trying to get trying to get the word out there and Mm. everything like that because and like doing the seminars and stuff and make it much more about that then it would probably Mm. yeah win like a crazy amount of awards yeah because this this is that how good that's how good he is um i i like the ending or at least the kind of where it goes you know it's m knight is known for his twists and the fact this movie doesn't fundamentally have a twist you know there's a there's a couple of things that you could potentially call twists in the movie um but it's kind of the big gut punch at the end is the big reveal and like what that means and obviously they are making a sequel to split called glass um unfortunately in 2019 um but that just, yeah, that's, that's super exciting to me like i love what he's done now he's kind of built this universe of his past movies and even though split is fundamentally an amazing movie i, I can't wait to see this going forward like i'm really glad he stuck with this because he could easily mm. just make something else and i think there's oh, yeah, more definitely. to this and i'm glad you know uh anya who plays casey is back on board and of course mcavoy so they are the mm. two stars for me and yeah I, I i really love split like you say it's it's crazy that we're already only number seven um mm. i think if you looked at maybe last year as well like what was around this this part of our list we wouldn't have had this much high praise for it <laughs> on it um so whereas you know split is just like yeah it could easily be higher and i'm sure I mean, if, if blair if someone... witch man <laughs> oh is that what it was yeah 
yes, yeah, a good movie, but it's I don't think it's nowhere near the level of Split. Um, Probably it just, not. No, but it just shows anyway, you, yeah, yeah, it's it, interesting. It's, it's in, yeah, it is very interesting, like for how good this year is. But yeah, just go see Split. It's awesome. Oh yeah, um, definitely. So yeah, the next one on the list uh, is another one earlier on in the year and another big cinema release, which yeah, they they just seem to have delivered. Uh, was the Belko experiment? Um, oh yeah. Definitely one that I remember there was a little bit of hype for. You know, it had some cool trailers, but it, it was kind of like, oh, let's see what this movie's about. Because it, it's a very... <clears throat> the idea is... Um, could go a lot of different ways. It could go way more comedy, like Mayhem, or it could mm. just not work. You could think it was just flat-out silly. Um, yeah, very... It could go very slapstick. Exactly. Um, but they, they do such a good job of keeping this movie grounded, and I think it's the believability of a lot of the characters in the situations. I think there are, of course, the, you know, there's, there's the comedy relief characters. There's the more... Um, I guess generic villains but there's some real heart to this movie that I really wasn't expecting um, I think it's it's endings I guess aren't as strong as a lot of other movies which again might place it where, why it's this high or this low or whatever yeah. you want to call it on the list but I think overall it's a fantastic movie it has it some kind of the of, best it, score of the of the year as well oh yeah definitely and, and tension as well mm. because you yeah, just kind of like, like around, really good. around every corner you know just anyone can turn on anyone because it's you know it is battle royale in an mm. office yeah. And you know, Battle Royale's biggest criticism is its ending because it's yeah. like, how do you actually finish the movie? Because yeah. you're like, yay, you didn't die, and yeah. then roll credits, you know. And they're like, no, we need to try and do something, and, and at least it didn't go the whole Battle Royale route, um, you know. And I, but I, yeah, for me, this movie was just thoroughly enjoyable. And, and at one point, like, I was just like completely blown away when I was watching it. I had the biggest smile on my face because I was just like, this movie is just crazy and it's exactly what I wanted it to be. Yeah. Um, the one thing that I love about it is the music, yeah. the, the the songs that are sung either. Is it is it Spanish or I can't quite remember yeah, now. I but it's, it would be, yeah. Yeah, kind of like a popular yeah, like song, covers, song in, it, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> sung, sung in like a kind of, because it's kind of like a Mexican theme, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, kind of uh, band kind of style. I loved all of those songs. I loved the music in this film. Yeah. Yeah, it was a, it was a really cool movie. Like it, we saw it a long time ago now, and it, it's definitely one that I've thought about quite a bit, like after the fact. Mm. Um, definitely one that you shouldn't sleep on as well, because it's been such a huge year for horror, especially with the cinema ones. And yeah. This was a movie that, like I say, got a cinema <clears throat> release from um, had a, a few fairly big names attached to it, wasn't it? James Gunn, I think, wrote it. Oh um, yeah, James wrote and directed. Uh, did he did direct he, it? Or wasn't I'm it his friend? Pumped. I think. Mm, I'll have a look. Yeah, I don't think because he is that the guy who did directed Guardians. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think he directed this. I think he wrote it and did some other stuff. Right. Because um, I think Guardians came out very shortly around. It came it. out pretty much the same. Yeah, he def he one hundred percent wrote this movie. Yeah. Uh but yeah like, like i touched on earlier as well like i think it has some of the best deaths of the year of course that is a category which we'll get to but like overall like the amount of like there isn't a single one yeah. that's uh, underwhelming um yeah he wrote he wrote it and then the uh yeah uh greg mclean directed yeah yeah yes i think they're like a long time duo and this was clearly like mm. a passion project for them which is just it's really oh, yeah. cool to see um i would like to see a different take on this like i don't want to see any of the same characters or anything um i don't even want to see a, maybe an office setting but i think there's more to their their style of doing a battle royale movie i think there's something there um, yeah I, I love just a, a more mainstream battle royale instead of the idea of uh you know, you're chucked into a forest location or a desert location, you know, kind of PUBG slash Battle Royale style or whatever. Mm. It's just like, no, just uh, a normal everyday situation, you know, kind of have, you know, the office block was perfect because you can get locked yeah. into it. But could they do it in a suburbia kind of setting where 
somehow the roadblocks get put around and, and that sort of thing and then suddenly neighbors are pitted against each other yeah that'd be cool <laughs> you know so you got like the beginning of like this perfect american little town that's all like kind of like you know walled in one of these proper posh suburban towns and then they're just all forced to kill each other and they're like mm. you know coming at each other with lawnmowers and stuff Christ, yeah, I've like written the... a movie. I've written a movie, bro. You have like the neighbors that are like really, you know, overly nice to each other. Like, oh, yeah. hi in the morning. And then later on, they're just like, I want to kill you. <laughs> yeah, you know, there's a scene early on where he's cutting the hedge with some shares. Later like, on, yeah. he's cutting someone's head off. I feel like this off. movie must exist. <laughs> yeah. I feel like if we're not, both remembering the same yeah. film. That we need we to saw. make it. <laughs> probably a forgotten horror. Um, but yeah, that, was, that but yeah. was number six, the Belko experiment. It's time, man. Let's do the top five. Are you ready? So, number five. Mm-hmm. special movie for us one of if not the most popular show of the year for us mm-hmm. uh fright fest zone cult of chucky hell yeah hell yeah cult of chucky fright fest nailing it again mm-hmm. you know just always in our top five two top fives back to back yeah yeah <laughs> um so yeah i mean what can we say about cult of chucky that we haven't already man like such a good for sequel. us for us to like care as much about a chucky movie in 2017 mm. and just kind of get sucked back into that world is just so good and like it makes you appreciate you because like you know for years all these horrors used to have sequels and he used to take them for granted and now we just don't get them mm. in in the way of the conventional kind of oh halloween six nightmare on elm street five you know friday the 13th yeah, part eight we just don't mythology. get yeah we we get all these prequels and like you know we've got conjuring and then we have annabelle then we have a prequel Think to about annabelle what faces as well like how messed up that is in regards yeah. to its like place yeah in and the it's just like, you know it makes no sense chucky is so pure and what it does this movie you know it does everything so clever you know obviously um you know, setting in a sane asylum, it's a, it's a setting we've seen many times in a horror movie, but it's it's fun to have Chucky in there mm. and have, like, you know, the people flat up see him and survive, but no one will believe them because they're in an insane asylum. Yeah. Um, so, you know, I love that. I love um, the whole kind of uh, Andy opening and kind of the way that they go with that and kind of... Um, you know, uh, he was he was almost underutilized in the movie, but it does make well, the scenes he's in super effective. Mm. And then and then obviously Fiona Dorf just just was absolutely phenomenal in this movie. Yeah. Um, you know, it when we got to our you know kind of list and everything, like talking about performances, it was just like her performance was so strong. You know, mm. it was um, the you know the the way her character developed in the film trying to avoid kind of too many you know major plot points it's just yeah. you know she does everything so well um mm. the other thing that we touched on and we'll get to as well is the the, the deaths in this movie and the mm. fact that chucky is like it this is probably the the most kind of well done um chucky movie in terms of um the way it's shot the way it looks the way the gore is treated and everything else um you know and because Don Mancini, you know, he's only he's pretty pretty much only ever made Chucky movies and has pretty much only been directing them since Seed, isn't it? Or was it? Yeah. 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 So he's obviously the longtime writer of the franchise. And yeah, mm. Seed was when he first got into the director chair. Um, and yeah, that was kind of like very much continuing what obviously Bride started. Um, Curse was them getting this franchise back on track, essentially. Um, yeah. And then this is like just a way better sequel to that movie. Yeah. You don't you don't get cult without Curse laying mm. the groundwork and cult then just completely benefits from it. 
Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, I, what you touched upon, but I want to elaborate on. Absolutely, it's the best directed Chucky movie by far. Um, mm. I'm super glad we got to see this on the big screen. I thought I think it looks absolutely beautiful. A lot oh, of the different gorgeous. scenes, um, and yeah, the gore is really well done. Like a lot of it's practical as well, um, mm. and even the CGI stuff looks fairly decent as well for a kind of more lower budget CGI movie. You know, this doesn't have the budget of a lot of different horror movies we've seen this year, um, but they they do they do well with what they've got, and I think that's because it's from such a place of care, like clearly they're making these because they care and because they want to make them like mm. no one's making a chucky movie in 2017 because they think they can make a quick buck like oh, it's yeah. just not the way this works you know they clearly want to make a chucky movie for the people that care about <laughs> chucky um, have you seen the tagline for this movie man i don't know maybe the, t- the tagline because it's chucky with a syringe in his hand mm. and the tagline you oh, may feel, a, feel little a little prick, prick. yeah i, remember, yeah. <laughs> that's I think that's on the Sorry. cover of the blu-ray i believe that's yeah. that's awesome <laughs> i mean our winner in january can let us know exactly yes and remember if you want to win that blu-ray just tweet us at shb pod your favorite horror movies of the year um, synergy but yeah caught, caught chucky awesome like i i re-watched it just a, a couple of nights ago and it was it was still as good as i remember um definitely you know such a solid sequel as well because this has been a mm-hmm. year that i don't think we've seen a huge amount of sequels and we haven't seen like a lot of big franchises and the ones that have returned you know like leatherface for example just haven't well unfortunately really i think we have seen like more than we saw last year but they've all mm. pretty much disappointed you know weren't earlier you know jigsaw alien covenant yeah. you know a texas chainsaw massacre movie and it's just like none of them are, yeah, that, and you know, this is the only sequel that makes the list <laughs> exactly exactly yeah. you know so um you know hats off to core chucky man yeah definitely um this next one just absolutely fantastic movie that is a netflix original so shout out to them um if you if i don't know if you still got our list of last year but i remember they've nailed uh, it again hush yeah so hush was on our hush list was last year six number six um, well they're better this year then um let me let me just number six hush. yeah so of course directed by one mike flanagan he's now two for two um he is the only guy right to be two for two on a list i'm almost certain of that oh christ um, man because you think you got me most, on that one i mean yeah just look at this list like because people don't really seem you know it's rare that you release two movies in two years anyway um mm. let alone to this standard but of course we yeah. are talking about gerald's game um which arrived oh, yeah. on netflix based on the on the stephen king book and i mean we only saw this recently i'm still reeling about this movie and how good it was oh, i'm still <laughs> thinking about it constantly like it like, just is amazing like i i think it, it came out of nowhere again and i think that goes a long way for us for this show because there are a lot of movies that have a lot of hype the hype train as we call our hype it. train is real exactly we like to get on that hype train for a lot of different things halloween you know, 2018 that one's gonna go straight into a brick wall but yeah <laughs> um you know there's a lot of things that we get hyped for but then there are also these movies like a hounds of love or like a gerald's game that just comes out of nowhere and, and yeah i remember when we like we were like oh yeah gerald's game not many people seem to talk about that and this was another period where we were like ah, oh, we're looking at the backlog to see what's mm. interesting and we watched gerald's game and i was just like i couldn't stop thinking about it for, for, no. for weeks on end i just i remember like we wasn't sure whether he was going to do it for the show and mm. so i just watched it anyway because it's on netflix and i was interested in it and i was just like dude we're doing it for next week's show yeah like watch it now <laughs> yeah it's amazing like it starts on such a good place um yeah and it just it builds and builds and builds it has an amazing pace to it an amazing uh, tension throughout the whole movie um obviously anchored by an incredible lead performance as well yeah. um from carla uh the lead character of course and like just everything about this the direction as well from mike is fantastic um you know the flashbacks the way this really grounds you it has so many gut punches that you feel <clears throat> so hard um i think it's the 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 kind of you know the backstory and all of mm. that that i just really wasn't expecting from 
from the film. And if you'd have said to me beforehand, I'd have been like, I don't really want a load of backstory and stuff. Mm. But then like getting it, I was just like, oh, man, this is so good. And it's exactly what I want. Yeah. And, and kind of this is very mild spoilers, but this movie has sort of characters that aren't actually there talking to her throughout a lot yeah. of the movie. And so that and again, on paper, that's something that shouldn't work. It's always wacky. It's always silly. And this movie makes that work and it never oversteps the line. Like it keeps the movie grounded because this is it's such a high concept movie like it is about this one thing that happens at the start of the movie and that's the setup for the entire movie and that's Mm. so hard to pull off like i remember the taglines for this and stuff as it was going in was like it's the it's what everyone described as the stephen king novel that could never be adapted well yeah um because it's a it's a it's a straight up book crazy (laughs) concept yeah because it is a conversation in her head for a lot Mm. of the movie but they visualize it i believe so well yeah the way they merge the flashbacks to what she's hallucinating, mm. to what's going on in the head, to what's actually physically happening around her. And then, of course, the other thing that we haven't mentioned, the Moonlight Man. Um, just an amazing... The Moonlight Man, man. Like, an amazing moment that, again, as someone who didn't really... I knew the basic setup to this movie, but I didn't know, mm. I didn't know her backstory. I didn't know there was a character called the Moonlight Man. And so when, like, he first showed up, like, I was shitting my pants, like, in watching this oh, he Oh, he was terrifying. Um... I think they did a really good job of this movie as well of uh, adapting it into a movie. Mm. Um, for example, I did a little bit of research on the book like recently, um, and the the characters that talk to her are not the characters that are in the film. Yeah, um, you know, and and so they make such a good choice of having Gerald and um, um, you know talking to herself and that sort of thing instead of because i believe that in the book it's like a a college friend and a psychiatrist yeah Yeah, like two female characters and it would have been so difficult to introduce new people that you don't even know who they are Mm. as these types of characters whereas you instantly know what gerald is and and know what is going on so i think they do such a good job of the adaptation Mm. um considering it's a film that they said you can't adapt yeah definitely so yeah definitely kind of and again like as a netflix original like this movie looks stunning it looks like it's got the budget of every movie we've seen this year it should have got a wide release like people Mm. need to watch this movie like i mean it just proves that you know the the first two films in our top five are technically you know and both of them are non-theatrical films yeah you know we they're they're both vod releases Uh, granted we saw colt in the cinema but Mm. uh you know it, it just shows that that divide doesn't exist anymore especially with horror like oh, make yeah. an awesome movie get it out to people and that's all that matters and especially what not netflix have been doing like we we've seen a lot of good netflix movies this year and especially last year as well yeah. um and obviously we'll get to the tv their output of television you know i think obviously film is like they're in contention of course this is their highest placement for us you know gerald's game mm. coming in at number four i would love for us at some point to have our number one movie of the year be a netflix original um yeah. but in regards to tv like they're already there <laughs> yeah they're already making the best tv and now they've got to try and make the best movies and at that point definitely. then they've just got the game sewed up haven't they <laughs> definitely definitely so yeah that was number four gerald's game yeah number three um this was one that I'm pretty excited about probably mm. had the best trailer um all year and it made us very nervous that the 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 film would not live up to the expectations and they Mm. gave away too much in the trailer but it 100 percent delivered on every level and that film is happy death day yeah my god this movie like i was i was excited for this movie but i was trying to keep my expectations down because i thought it just can't be as good as a trailer Mm. and 
it makes the trailer look average how good the film turns out to be in my in my opinion obviously anyone that knows me and knows uh my love of slasher movies i'm gonna eat up a slasher movie Mm. um but this kind of just does things with the genre that you've not seen in in a while you know the fact that um tree is being killed at the end of each day over and over again they can do such exciting things with it and um play on things so much um you know i mentioned on the show but like it's exciting that because when you watch a, a slasher movie as many as i do anyway you can pretty much tell when the um trolls are going to happen and when the deaths are going to happen mm. um stranger things this this season like i completely called play for play like what was going to happen in one of the pivotal scenes um because you just see it so many times and that's not a dig it's just that you need to have those kind of almost moments and then like oh there's a shower curtain pull back the shower curtain they're not there close the mirror they're not there you know Mm. and it's just kind of with this movie all of that goes out the window because maybe it is just a throwaway he's standing in the bath bosh stabs her next day and it just kind of it means that all of those tropes go out the window and it means that at any point something wacky can happen Mm. maybe he just kills her in public in one of these days because we don't have no ramifications for the killer's actions <clears throat> you know so so it does just mean that you know you, everything is on the table which is what i really enjoyed about it um when it then actually gets into the her unpicking the what is going on and trying to figure it out like i really enjoyed that i really enjoyed the elements they brought in with her mom and kind of what happened mm. to her and even then like the the way the movie ended kind of you know that the, the 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 extra stuff um where you think it's going one way then it continues to give you curveballs like i really um i really enjoyed all of it man like this movie is one that i i cannot wait for the blu-ray release like Mm. it's already pre-ordered like i've got it sat there ready to go and i can't wait yeah it's a really wonderful movie like it's funny because on paper you know it is it's groundhog what if groundhog day was a slasher Mm. and so going into this movie you're like you know you know what it's all about but you have to really nail that concept like the reason why people still care about a movie like groundhog day is because it's fundamentally a fantastically made movie it's not that it's like oh it's this it's this concept but oh the performances were kind of shitty you know it doesn't really get resolved like no everything about that movie was nailed and and that's exactly what happy death day done it's not just oh what if groundhog day was a horror movie it's like no happy death day is like a fundamentally amazing slasher um like it has characters that you care about of course the lead performance is absolutely amazing like one of the standout cinema film performances of the entire year oh yeah because she has to be believable in so many different roles and Mm. without without her being believable and caring about each death that she has like this movie just doesn't mean anything yeah exactly so yeah jessica roth in that role was amazing the supporting cast i loved as well um you know she has like her sorority like um friend i guess not really a friend but the leader of sorority is just hilarious throughout the whole movie um and like her kind of love interest as well which usually doesn't work in a lot of these movies i really oh, enjoyed he was, yeah um, i was gonna give him a shout out he was real good he came across as like actually genuine and like sincere and and not just like the cheesy love interest likable like yeah exactly um i i really like the twist that this movie goes through like it really the, it gets to a point where it starts to send you down a certain path and you kind of feel uneasy watching it because you're like really is that it like because you think it's gonna be something really big and clever and then when it does then kind of do its actual reveal it's really satisfying for me personally like i thought they nailed it Um, i love it man i didn't want it to be too convoluted in a movie like this i'm glad they kept it fairly simple and and the motives were fairly straight towards the end um yeah it ends in such a good place like i i adored this movie i think it's 
absolutely one of the best horror movies of the year i think if, if people are sleeping on it they're crazy because they need to watch this like yeah. it came out in the midst of a lot of big releases oh yeah september we, slash we October were feeling was huge. fatigued at this mm. point and i just remember coming out like revitalized from the cinema like it's definitely the like most spring i had in my step like just walking out just like because it's just a, just a, such a fun roller coaster of a movie yeah it's not something that you you need to necessarily like unpack after it you can just enjoy it and absorb it and just have mm. a great time um, yeah this movie did well at the cinema but i think if they were to put it in like the summer for example it had oh, yeah. potential to kill but it's but it still did really well and so i'm <clears> curious <throat> to see what the director does next you know whether they yeah. try and continue something like this it's very difficult of course yeah. to do a sequel to a movie like this but yeah it's it's leave it be wonderful. guys leave it be yeah it's probably best but yeah fantastic Ooh. movie it's so coming in at number two just misses out unfortunately um, it was a close one man this this top five this <sighs> year was tough and yeah so Can't don't shoot, don't shoot the messenger two. on this one but the number two is get out um i just absolutely adore this movie i think it's absolutely wonderful it's it's my personal favorite film of the year not just horror but of everything i've seen i think it's exceptional i think it's uh the best the most original movie i've seen this year um you know the screenplay alone is just brilliant from a first-time director as well jordan peele who's mostly a comedy actor um yeah the transition is just incredible oh man like have you ever seen anything like it like of course there are people that do these transitions from actor director and stuff like man he is like a bona fide star now, in my opinion. Like, I need to see what he does next because his mind is brilliant to come up with something this clever. Um, it feels like a extended episode of Black Mirror, which is probably why I love it so much. Um, yeah, this is this is Black Mirror the movie. Yeah, which of course you have that that link because which the is not actor a bad is in Black Mirror. Um, mm. Outside of that, this concept, this is very high concept. It's you know m- very mild spoilers for Gag, but this is very sci-fi as well, um, which is why I love it um, because it, it goes there, it goes to a science fiction place and, and says like this is what this movie's about and you have to just go along with the ride and if you if you're not buying into it you won't care about this movie's ending but if you buy yeah, into it which is 100 percent what black mirror is it's just yeah. like here's the idea we're mm. in this crazy situation where this is reality believe yeah. it enjoy it and if you do then this this is just one hell of a ride yeah that's so true like every episode of black mirror will introduce <clears> one <throat> mental thing that if you're just not on board that that could ever happen then you it, none of it works but yeah mm. this movie does that exact same thing the lead perform the lead two performances are amazing yeah. um especially his girlfriend character like she has to play so many different roles and she's amazing this movie has such good comedy and i i wouldn't even consider this movie a comedy film but it has some of the best laughs i've had all year um yeah shout out to i'll have to find his actor's name now um, i'm on it but you we of course know <clears throat> you're talking about his kind of friend the real mvp of this movie um he's he works at the uh is it the nsa <laughs> um, no he uh the, the oh god uh, he's called rod rod williams yeah rod it is the NSA, yeah. isn't it? Oh, no, no, no. It's the, uh, T- no, it's TSA. the NSA. TSA, yeah, TSA, yeah. The yeah. airport police. Yeah, the airport police, um, <laughs> who, like, everyone, of course, hates. But, yeah, he, he is just fantastic. He has such good lines. He, it oh, never the scene with the him mark. in the police station is yeah. just is fantastic, you know. So, so funny. And the ending as well, like, he is used to such good effect to make such a, a fantastic ending. Um, mm. It's definitely one of the feel-good stories as well, because, like I say, this is a first-time feature from a bunch of nobodies. You know, there's barely any well-known actors in this, and it was made on a shoestring budget and it just blew up like this movie made so much money i'm so happy for everyone involved because i'm really happy to see original horror used in such an effective way and yeah, yeah get out is just fantastic yeah because this movie killed at the box office and for like just a really high concept original horror idea to do so well you know i mean this this you know when we kind of 
summarize all these movies it's just like so many of these you know split and you know get out just killed at the box office and it's mm. so good to see you know and like you say happy death day perform well yeah um but yeah th- this movie you know it's um it's one that has great um rewatchability as well like yeah. we've both rewatched it multiple times and it still is equally as enjoyable yeah, um like five times <laughs> you know i love i love the tension at the start and kind of like i love the interactions between him and he and rod um mm. chris and rod kind of like backwards and forwards where he's like you know oh man it seems wrong and he's like oh they, you know they're trying to dharma you and stuff and it's just like you know they're they're saying exactly what you what you expect them to in that situation it's so believable um when he starts saying like they're then, gonna make you a sex slave and all this stuff yeah it's like in your mind you're like oh you know he's like he's he's wrong but he's not far wrong like he's yeah. on the right track he just goes yeah. a bit too far to one side <laughs> yeah exactly you know and it's just um yeah, and everything about it, like it doesn't have a low point. It has a fantastic beginning, middle, and end. It's yeah. such a strong movie throughout. Um, yeah, like like th- this year, I just think every like pretty much everyone on the list is like a must watch for everyone. Yeah, uh, there isn't anything in there that is just like a personal reason why it's there. They are just genuinely good, and this one is just it's fantastic, man. Yeah, I'm sure like everyone's probably already seen Get Out, and a lot of people are probably sick of hearing it, but this is the time and a place to celebrate the best movies of the year. Yeah. And it would be an absolute shame, like a travesty not to give get out its place because even though it is, and rightly so, this is the only movie out of this entire list that will probably get props in, in the other, you know, more, you know, there's talks of Oscars and stuff like that, which I, mm. I actually think a lot of people are going to be very disappointed, but that's just my own opinion. Cause I know yeah. how much they look down on horror, even oh, though it's yeah. had such an amazing year. Um, and this is the if, movie. If that... it doesn't happen this year, it's not happening guys. Yeah, if it doesn't happen to Get Out, which like yeah. ticks every box for the Academy, then yeah, it's not going to happen for anything. Yeah. So but the last one. It's time, man. It's time. Mm. The end of 2017's here. It is sadly taken Don't Breathe's crown from last year of the number one movie. It has indeed. It was a crown that Don't Breathe, Don't Breathe wore well, man. Mm-hmm. And it's now going to be passed on. Number one, we have Stephen King's It. Nice. Who would have thought it? I, I really Who'd have would have thought, thought it, man. This. Who like, thought um, it, man? Like going into that episode, you know, when we were like, it was just we everywhere. We were so worried. I was just really <clears throat> fatigued on it because I really wanted to see the movie, and you know, I'd said all these things about mm. how I'd rewatched the original and was like, this is perfect for a remake because it's a, it's a, it's an idea that people love, but it's not necessarily actually a good film. The original, it has a cool moments, but it's not a good film. Um, so going into it, you know, I really wanted it to be good, but they they were they were selling this thing, man. Like they were yeah. putting this out there that like nothing we've ever seen in horror, at least in my opinion, where it was everywhere. Like The Rock was tweeting about it. Like I know, just anyone it, was... it, it it bled into pop, pop it culture. It was mainstream. It was completely you know mainstream. like like Walking Dead and Game of Thrones has, where you're just like, how are these things getting into the mainstream so crazy? And it was just everywhere. Yeah. But the thing I love about it so much is the it's happened with horror quite often over the years you know the the conjuring movies somewhat have and you know Mm. paranormal activities but this movie is a well-acted fantastic scary movie um you know it is it is in its own right a fantastic horror movie so i love the fact that this movie has gotten so much into the the mindset of people because now cinema horror is in such a good place um yeah. well you look at our list you know, personally here like our top two movies are the ones that did kill it at the box office mm. and that's really good to see another movie that did kill it at the box office that isn't on our list is annabelle creation 
and yeah. it would have been a shame if that movie had, had been as big as it yeah that, exactly that does give the wrong message to people who don't watch these movies um mm. so yeah I, I completely agree with you that i'm super glad this specific movie yeah. delivered this this movie was one as well where like for me the opening scene was the almost the scene i didn't want to watch yeah because the opening the that is the best part of the original movie the opening scene mm. and this movie kind of did it and just kind of recreated it for 90 percent, and then suddenly just threw you this crazy curveball of a moment when i was just like i kind of almost i was almost sat in my chair nervous and then that happened and i kind of sat back and was like they're gonna do it I was like they're gonna bloody do it and then they just they just continued to smash it thereafter mm. um it's incredibly acted um yeah all of the children are so good you know mm. Be- beverly in particular is fantastic absolutely love bill and richie as well but mm. all all of the cast are so good our only criticisms when we talked about this film was that we wanted more of those characters mm. you know and when you just want to absorb more of a movie uh you know i think i think that's just just the the the, the main credit you can give it um i think kind of bill skarsgård as pennywise as well was just incredible that guy is just scary like yeah that was so hard as well because that is the one thing that everyone remembers yeah. fondly about the original like everyone loves tim curry's performance whereas yeah. the rest of the movie not good so well, he I was say... the one that had the hardest job going into yeah. this for me whereas like he needed to he couldn't just do that pennywise again like he had no. to make it his own and that's completely what he done from that the first scene which is like you say that is the the, the most hardest one to watch because it's easily so compared because he's almost saying the same dialogue it's the same setup you know mm. he's in the drain he's talking to georgie yeah. outside that's of exactly that in the book like, as well yeah whereas outside of that they do a lot of different things in this movie a lot of different mm. set pieces you know some of the some of the best as we get into it like the kind of the haunted house sequence where there's just more oh, that whole haunted house man was awesome yeah, like that whole segment is awesome and that's when i think him as a villain really shines because mm. he really gets to make it his own um and yeah i completely agree with you like the the main cast i mean best cast of the year for me like they made this oh movie. this is definitely the best cast of the year like it was it was hard not to just have most of these guys in our award show for like yeah. the best acted like we had to kind of you know you, you have to kind of draw a line nominated at some point <laughs> yeah but but i also think like you know there are a there are few horror icons that you know are so linked to an actor that you can't really replace them and pennywise is in that at least top five possibly top three mm. like pinhead and freddy krueger you know freddy krueger's number one pinhead's yeah. two for me like of the two they're so hard to replace but then like pennywise you know is uh, i'm think i'm trying to think of any more that are out there but like pennywise is definitely you know um in that top five if not third on that list mm. you know i know there's only one movie but it's so recognizable yeah um and it, you know it really um the the original movie kind of really uh, what gave everyone their fear of clans you know back in the day mm. um and you know i think um when this movie was cast and kind of everything kind of you know um started to unpack for it i think kind of you know can you know tim curry's great performance be matched in any way mm. and uh you know the answer was definitely yes throughout like they both have just fantastic it, it becomes a point then it's kind of funny because it's a clown again but it's like the joker mm. it's like every time we get you know we get this crazy good different version of the joker and we're just like we love them all or at least i do and like um i'm like that with both pennywises i love them both they're both incredible yeah i completely um, agree i think this is a really good feel good story in a lot of weird ways because yeah 
like let's face this is a big budget production like obviously their marketing was through the roof just a tad um but it paid off because like obviously it's it broke it broke every record it's sitting at around 700 million worldwide right now which is just insanity for a rated r horror film um but when you kind of pull it back and remember this like this had three different directors attached to it all the way since 2009 (laughs) and like people always wanted there to be a new it movie you know for like Mm. for a very long time and for a lot of times this felt like it was like unmakeable and and let alone it comes out let alone it gets the hype but let alone it's bloody good like everything about this movie is really really good like it's a it's nearly two and a half hours long and i wish it was longer man yeah like but yeah especially by the end of it because i do think it starts slow but it gets progressively better once you hit the halfway point everything Mm. after that is just pure gold like when they actually set up the characters you get all the backstories pennywise really starts to feel like the character that you want him to be on screen um the final moments are brilliant and yeah like obviously what's crazy as well as this this along with split are the only two movies on our list that have like announced sequels at this point and you know it is going to be a very difficult one because it is we all know it's you know it's pretty much a different cast i'm I'm sure they're going to use this cast again but not for the bulk of the movie and maybe they should just wait like 10 15 years (laughs) job done wait 27 years or whatever it is well yeah maybe not that long i think it is isn't it (laughs) yeah um but yeah it's crazy like i can't believe that they pulled this off because yeah my fatigue going in was like i just hope this is good and then the fact that it blew me away i was like this is fantastic obviously it's a shame that the 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 blu-ray doesn't come out this year because we're like both dying to re-watch this movie um but this is like a gut instinct thing because we've only seen this once um but it it stood out it really did like i'm I'm really glad that this movie delivered um because it would have been a real shame like you see it fairly often you know where we get so hyped for this big movie and imagine if it made all this money but it was like meh <laughs> i know. You know so i'm like i'm really glad it's really good like basically because it, it just makes me happy that they delivered with this movie and yeah like again two stephen king adaptations as well on our list yeah in our top crazy. five yeah in our top five i mean yeah. yeah as as we've now discovered for the first time stephen king knows how to write a damn good horror story <laughs> yeah he does yeah he does um but yeah yeah well what a year i mean we did it guys we did it 2017 looking back on that list now you gotta think like this has been one hell of a year for horror not only it's great to see it financially but ultimately we don't really care about that it's it's whether they're good you know we'll keep Mm. watching them regardless and man like there's been so many good films this year the thing i touch on on that though is just the fact that horror has does always do well at the cinema but Mm. but for us it's been the horror that we're not that interested in yeah you know so so for our you know like you say our top two movies to be the two movies that also killed it at the cinema just Mm. means that i'm just hopeful for the next couple of years we start to get a slew of theatrical horror of horror that we want to watch and love yeah definitely Um, it makes me super excited for it because it was kind of like you know when we first even started this podcast it was like oh so we're gonna we're gonna be seeing all of these kind of ghost stories and Mm. haunted movies and then we'll get the good good on demand stuff but the theatrical stuff was almost like the chore of it yeah in in my mind and, and it hasn't been the case and it certainly hasn't been the case in 2017 so well it's funny because um, the year kicked continue, off with, with rings and resident evil and that, yeah, that felt very old school like like that oh, is yeah, the type did. of ones that they put out for an audience that you just think oh they'll lap that shit up they'll watch these two movies that are terrible films by anyone's mm. metric and and they make money like the resident evil <clears> movies have always <throat> made money um whereas now yeah the fact that they are putting out like good movies that are making money is like obviously a plus for us mm, um 100 so yeah what a, what a fantastic year but we're, we're not done that is our course our top 10 that is the meat of it but we're going to be doing our sort of other extra awards and a few sort of fan questions after a short break 
So, we have a few questions to answer from the listeners. Yeah, so the first this is of course on our twitter at shb pod you can just tweet us at any time questions about horror and we'll always get to them on the show um so first a uh, long time contributor now simon tuck tweeted us a few questions um the man so, simon so our first one is uh what's the film you're most looking forward to in 2018 it's a tough one isn't it it is because yeah we both said that we kind of we're gonna soon start to really look at 2018 as a whole and mm. see what's coming but of course we we do have a few already on our mind definitely um, do you want to lead with the little british the little british one yeah so so for me the one that sprung to mind immediately was it, we saw when did we see the trailer now I'm trying it to was think. the last time we were in the cinema wasn't it it might was, was it for happy death day maybe even no it was more recent or was it more recent yeah but either way oh, i was for jigsaw Oh yeah, it was, Jigsaw, it was yeah. for Jigsaw, and we saw sort of multiple trailers for <clears throat> Ghost Stories, um, mm-hmm. which is a British horror movie. It's funny how a minute ago we were just talking about, oh, we get loads of these possession movies in the cinema, and we're kind of sick of yeah. them. But like, <laughs> when they're done well, we do like them. And I think I, I just from the trailers alone, of course, I don't know what this movie's going to be like, but I really like the trailers. I think it had a really cool vibe to it. I like the idea of a. I guess possession, but in like a more anthology-ish kind of short stories. Yeah, together. that's the thing that's exciting about it. Mm, it feels different. We haven't seen a movie like that for a while. Like we, of course, love anthologies anyway, straight up. But the idea of someone kind of telling these stories and then you seeing the stories that they tell on screen, I think that's a really cool idea. Mm. And of course, it being a British production, it immediately ups it on our list as well. Oh yeah, <laughs> it's very high on the list. I think mm. kind of uh, the the second one that springs to mind for me leads into the second question, and I think you know it. For me, it's Halloween, like mm. in terms of like these big budget, like just so excited, you know, Jamie Lee Curtis back, you know, John Carpenter getting all excited about it. It's just like, you know, I'm all about the Halloween movies and, um, you know, I, I can't wait to see Michael Myers on the big screen again. Like the, the second we get there and we see his mask, like I'm going to be <laughs> in a happy place. Then I just I just hope it delivers. Yeah. So it, another question you had was, will Halloween 2018 <clears throat> be a great movie? Yeah, I mean, it's one of those where it's a it's a great question. I think from everything we've heard, they've said the right things so far, um, and and that's all that's all we can hope for right now. I, I I do hope and I do believe right now that it's gonna be good from what they've said. I'm still nervous just because of all of these films. You, you've got to be, but they're saying the same sort of things that you know they said the right things about it going in and they're saying the same the right things about this i don't think films like jigsaw the right things were ever kind of said initially mm. it was just more we were excited it was back yeah um, I, I disagree slightly about them saying the right things because i think it's been a bit too confusing like hearing them keep saying about how Oh yeah, it's kind of a sequel to the first movie. Now they're saying it's a sequel to the first two. They're disregarding a lot of what's happened afterwards. I think it's a bit murky. We we talked about what what Cult of Chucky did so well mm. and how it keeps its mythology so clean. And this is a murky one for me. Well, it's one of those where obviously Jamie Lee Curtis is back. And mm. spoilers, if you watch Halloween Resurrection, she did. Yeah. And it's just like, well, you know, they're, they're obviously retconning that there. But it, you know, I just think for me, it's just if you give me a clean place to start, like I think, I think what they've already done like a year before release is they've just given you a clean window. They're like, right. Yeah. You know, the franchise, you know, has taken some turns. We're just going to go with this and go. And like, it's a clean point. We completely understand where we're beginning from, 
we haven't got to get to any end. They're not saying like this is where part two ends and it's going to get us to H two O. It's just saying right, this is our beginning point. It's it's Laurie Strode. It's Michael Myers. He's coming back after her. Let's go. You know, and that that's that's one hundred percent what I want them to say. Um, yeah. I think like you know Leatherface is an example. It's like oh well, it's a prequel to this, but then it's set before. But it's a sequel to this one, so we're going to start at this position. We're going to tell a story, then we've got to get to this end position that made it so muddled. Mm-hmm. Whereas I think this is like a clean cut, which makes me excited. Yeah, I hope so. Like I really do. I hope it's going to be good. Um, mm-hmm. Another one he said is, "What was the worst horror of 2017?" <laughs> um, there was a couple that were in contention, but for me, the worst movie we saw was Downhill. Um, yeah. Don't even really want to focus on it, but it was just we we watched it. It was a piece of shit, and I I never really thought about it since. <laughs> like I don't yeah. have it was it had zero redeeming qualities, and that's rare for us because I like to see yeah. the good and even the the poor we films. Uh, you know when when Simon sent us this question, we looked through our list, and it was incredible how strong our list was mm. that we believe leave yeah, um the films we saw you know year. i think the worst theatrical horror we saw all year was rings and and um and uh resident evil yeah. and then kind of beyond that the, the theatrical horror nailed it even things like annabelle which are franchises mm. we don't care about was was a enjoyable film for the most yeah. part um and then and then there were some disappointments but still had redeeming qualities um Things like, you know, the void and stuff that you weren't too keen on was still enjoyable and had good things. Whereas I think Downhill was the one that we both just categorically don't want to think about ever yeah. again. And was just, it was definitely, is our worst movie that we've watched for the show. So, sorry, yeah. guys, it made Downhill, but <laughs> someone's got to get the award, right? Mm. Um, and his last one is, what's the remake you'd most like to see done better? Um, there was pretty no, much, no, yeah, there was pretty much one that just <laughs> banged into both our heads immediately. Um, has to be on Elm Street. Um, please, 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 yeah. for the love of God, make me a good Nightmare on Elm Street movie. <laughs> That's all I want. Most I don't, the time. I don't, I don't care about anything. Like just Bill Skarsgård, please play Freddy Krueger. <laughs> 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 he can do it. Like I just want a Nightmare on Elm Street movie that I can love. Let's get all the kids so the cast of the movie as well, and just basically yeah, they could be they could be the it. dream children. Like you know, <laughs> let's just do it, guys. Um, you know, the dream warriors, do it. Um, I just I think, I think it's I think we're just I I don't think we'll ever live in a world where Nightmare on Elm Street's good again. But you know, you could say that about a lot of different franchises. I believe, that are bro. I can't believe, bro. Yeah. So yeah, hopefully one day. I'm not giving yeah. up on Freddy. <laughs> I think it's time. I think it's time. But yeah, and uh, another question we've got is from uh, Tarn Richardson. Um, he said, is the horror industry in a better place than it was at the start of the year? Um, I think this is kind of something that we kind of mentioned in passing throughout the show. Mm. Um, I absolutely I think it's an think important it thing to touch on, though. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Because like we say, you talk about box <clears throat> office and whether we care or not, but ultimately it does matter um, because money makes the world go around and especially makes these movies happen. Um, yeah. They don't happen without any money involved. And so seeing big budget horror and smaller budget horror, you look at Get Out made on a $5 million budget. You look at It made on a $35 million budget. Both movies completely different, both amazing, and both absolutely killed at the box office. And so, th- this has to be good for the genre. Like there has to be a lot of companies, yeah, horrors that were scared before. Been, yeah, yeah. There, there has to have been a lot of production companies that wouldn't have touched horror with a barge pole that have to look at this. And then hopefully they'll 
keep greenlighting original stuff because someone had to take a chance on get out like shout mm. out to whoever that is some you know production company some behind the scenes people some people read that script and believed in it and made it and that's what this is all about and so yeah i, I completely agree it's in a better a better place um yeah i'm assuming you agree as well <laughs> and i think i think across the board like you know you look at on demand horror it's had an incredibly strong year yeah um you know netflix, netflix is it. just killing it for horror we've got you know even across the genres as well, like when we really break it down, you know, like comedy horror is a great year for comedy horror. Mm. Like it pained us not to put 68 kill. Yeah. You know, I don't feel at home in this world anymore. Both mm. Netflix, both comedy horror killing it, you know, and it's just like, um, you know, there were we, we saw great foreign films. We saw great slashes. We saw great zombie movies. We saw great sequels. We saw great new IP. Mm. We saw great remakes. Yeah. You know, uh, across the board, you know, I think it's nothing but positives. Um, I think, like, I I do personally feel like it is just the strongest position that it's been in where the right things have been made and now the right people are going to be looking at horror going, that's a viable franchise, you know. Mm. I think it's shout-outs to people like Blumhouse or Blumhouse that that, that have been putting these films out on a regular basis over a number of years and they're sticking with it and now Mm. they're paying the dividend, you know, they're just getting the dividends for it and I just... You know, and I think a lot more people are going to be getting on the horror train again, which gets me excited. Yeah, definitely. I think they were the, the they were the two companies that I would personally shout out. Yeah, Bloomhouse and Netflix are both clearly shown in recent times that mm. they really give a shit about original horror. I mean, look at something like Creep and Creep Two. Like, yeah, that doesn't get made unless the people behind the scenes care about it. And so it's awesome that we get to see something. Yeah, well, like even, that. you know, even Cult of Chucky, you know, the the, mm. the Netflix kind of help with that um overseas not so much in the uk but it it just it just means that straight away that movie is less of a gamble for the filmmakers um because you're not constrained by budgets you know the netflix model is so interesting especially for horror because horror movies are a thing that don't necessarily get the buzz when they're new the how many of these films on the list have we said like don't sleep on this movie yeah um you know and, and horror has that you know it has this um you know diehard fan base where people say you know it's just like this fan favorite movie that didn't get the love it deserves mm. well with netflix it just gets those views over time mm. so therefore netflix gets what it wants it gets the viewership and it gets the subscription money and then the films get to be made so like netflix and horror go hand in hand perfectly in my mind when you look at that as a model yeah so yeah i can't wait for, for the horror going forwards yeah i completely agree um so yeah that was our last question we we do have our extra awards to give away now so these are the fun little ones kind of hopefully to put the spotlight on some movies that didn't uh get in the recognition in our top 10 but there's also gonna be a lot that features here as well <laughs> i was gonna say um, or it's our top 10 mostly again to yeah. show how good these films are <laughs> well that was like i remember last year it was like and this one's hardcore henry again <laughs> so i think there's a bit more diversity this year so we have a few hair awards um this is exactly the same as we did last year except for best performance um which we yeah. split into both male and female um generally i think best performance is a better way of doing it but this year it was so strong yeah it was just too hard to limit it pained us to get it down to because we we've been strong guys we've we've Mm. got it just to three in every category we nearly had four in one but we (laughs) cut it down to three and you know we we just had to split that category to give the actors and actresses the you know the the praise they deserve yeah Shall, shall we get right in with best surprise 
Yeah, so of course, yeah, we have two runners-up and a winner. So yeah, best surprise, first one. This is a really fun one. I think it's one that we yeah. obviously we've probably referenced on the top ten. Is that when I when it when it surprises me, I think that goes a very long way. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's no doubt that a lot of movies is featured here. But uh, one of the nominees is Hands of Love. Um, an incredible surprise, as I mentioned, of course, earlier that just wasn't on my radar at all, and it blew me away. So go watch Hands of Love. <laughs> definitely, definitely. Um, Raw is one of the movies that we spoke about mm. that, that narrowly missed out on our uh, top 10 and definitely kind of just, yeah, we was not expecting this movie going into the cinema, like to see something <laughs> so crazy. Yeah. And then what we got was just so good. And like, I just keep thinking about the film. Like I definitely need to go back and revisit it because I haven't yet. And um, so good, such a good surprise. Like just didn't expect it to be anything uh, like, like what it was. Mm yeah it's really cool and then of course the winner was uh gerald's game that we talked about in our top 10 how much of a surprise that was um only one winner there man yeah like no one was talking about this movie this is one of those ones where i'm like i feel like the um what's the word like the word of mouth let this movie down because there's a lot yeah. of times when you... i also think even like netflix like it was mm. promoted on the home screen but it just wasn't promoted as the movie it was no because like um, they do a good job of like generating yeah. hype for stuff like stranger things you know whereas gerald's game should have been their big like film release of the year and they just kind of put it out there and I, I get it that it's super niche like this is a very hardcore movie um you have to be into this genre and love this genre you can't just show this to like friends and family but it's also stephen um, king ip mm. like that carries cachet yeah for sure um but either way it's it's like it's like you mentioned an amazing mm. movie and it just caps off how well netflix have been doing lately um so yeah that was of course our winner for best surprise um yeah. this next, next one's up, a we got... very very fun one. <laughs> oh yeah i think best it's the most death. fun one of the year here we go guys best death <laughs> i mean there was there was a lot of contentions there but we've got three heavy hitters in this one um first of all i've got to start out at the death that gave me like i say i spoke about it when we talked about our top movie of the year it's mm. of course georgie's death in it Mm. um we will say know, mild spoilers but i guess that's that, that one's fairly obvious but yeah yeah for the rest for of the these other obviously films. we will we'll say be the talking. films first <laughs> yeah we'll say this say the film and then yeah obviously this one if you know anything about it you know how this movie opens mm. but what we won't spoil is where this death goes yeah. uh but all i would say is you know it throws a curveball in something that just seemed like they were doing it by the numbers and when mm. they threw that curveball i was just blown away it was it was really graphic and really brutal to watch, but it also just gave me like this. They're going to go there. This movie is going to go there. And, it, you know, it it was just, you know, fantastic opening and definitely kind of one of the most memorable deaths of the year. Yeah, definitely. Um, this next runner up was like uh, a movie that had an amazing amount of deaths in it. So it is Cult of Chucky. Um, I won't get to the actual specific death just yet. So you can kind of skip this ahead if you don't want to hear what happens. Um, We won't go into it massively either. But this movie overall had like an amazing amount of good deaths in it. I think like some of the best the franchise has ever seen. Um, So that really deserves credit for that. But there was one that stood out for us um, towards the end of the movie. So this is the the big spoiler warning. Um, And it's a character I really enjoyed throughout the movie as well. But sadly, multiple Malcolm did come to a, a grisly demise mm. um and it was by a drill going through the back of his head for, uh, of course by chucky and it was a practical effect that looked amazing in the movie it's um, good to see chucky with a with a kind of you know physical kill on screen as well <laughs> yeah you know 
yeah. what we want from Chucky. It's always good to see that because you've got to think about the logistics that go into that as well from a oh, filmmaking yeah. like like point of view. Yeah. Um, it's already difficult enough to have you know a, a puppet as your lead character, let alone when it kills another physical person and you have all <laughs> these amazing practical effects. So yeah, I, I love that death. It was fantastic. And then the number um, one one. <laughs> yeah, number one. I mean, this movie, as we spoke about before, is just full of awesome moments, awesome deaths. Um, you know, we're talking about the Belko experiment here. Mm. And even now, like, that doesn't narrow down as to <laughs> what death we've chosen. Um, I think this movie does, you know, it has some incredible moments. Um <sighs> It has some real brutal scenes. Um, we kind of agonize between kind of the one we chose and kind of the massacre that happens in this movie, mm. um, which was just one of the most horrific scenes that I've seen. Like it just was so out of left field and just shocked me so much. Um, so I have to give that a shout out. But the the death that, that takes the prize is uh, Wendell's death. Mm. Um, I think the thing about Wendell, like his character is so good. And, um, in, in a villain way, he is such like an off the rails guy that just kind of, you know, he is, it is that kind of, he is the most battle Royale character in this film, I think. Um, because he just kind of embraces what's going on and goes for it. And then kind of the way that he just puts up his last stand and goes down, it was such a memorable moment. As we both said, like it just kind of like stuck in our head throughout the entire year, that moment. Mm. Yeah, that was that was the one for me where I, I marked this down for this award and it just it, it just cleaned up throughout the entire year. Like it's the culmination of a brilliant moment in this movie um, without going into it too much. But it involves multiple characters that all kind of are utilized to the best way in this one scene. So it, it's, it feels like the whole movie is building towards this big moment. Mm. And yeah, it was super satisfying in a wonderful movie that has, like you say, with Belko and Colt pound for pound have the best deaths of the year by far. And so you could have picked and choose between yeah. either of those movies. And yeah, this was just the one for me um, because he, he was such a, he's such a shithead of a character that you, yeah. it was one of those really, I like the satisfying ones. Cause like the other two on the list are like disappointments because you, you don't want those characters to die essentially. Yeah. Whereas, Wendell is the is the crowd pleasing yes kill that guy one and it's it's done really well um so yeah it had to be the winner um so yeah now we've kind of got our best performances that of course we've split up so we'll start with best male performance um should say probably for both these categories at one point we pretty much (coughs) had the entire cast of stranger things uh yeah i think we have (laughs) to shout out stranger things because it's kind of hilarious how we've only been left with one in Mm. the end when it could have easily been our top three of both would have been would have been all stranger things um it's almost sad that it wasn't that we didn't get more but in the end you know the performances were so strong this year yeah so do you want to do you want to tell us our first nominee from stranger things do it so david harbour is our uh, stranger things pick um I think he's I think he's one that doesn't necessarily get the love he deserves. Um and in season two he's a cult, cult favourite. Yeah, definitely. But kind of like with with the children being like so good and obviously Winona Ryder kind of mm. just being so iconic in it as well. I think he sometimes does go under the radar. Yeah. Um but I think in, in season two, like um Hopper and Elle's um relationship really just kind of elevate him to the next level and he becomes more like i think of all the characters that have come back for season two he's the one that comes back like the strongest and has like the best kind of 
development and and that's why he gets the nod above kind of some of the other actors that also did so well um yeah he's one of the few that is like definitely better than season one like they really add more layers to his character make it more dynamic like you said and add a whole bunch to it of what is already a great character but now he's like one of the best and like i can't wait to see where they take him going forward definitely um this next runner-up is like again like shows how strong this year Hmm. is that this guy isn't winning our award this was Um, just this was my slam dunk number one like when we saw this movie i was like well this is this is our performance of the year before (laughs) before we even decided to split it i was just like this is our this is our one-up performance of the year split it did you say i know i know i was waiting <laughs> so, i was seeing it. is he gonna lead into it <laughs> so james mcavoy of course in split is our is our runner-up which again we touched upon in our top 10 how much he carries that movie and how much it could easily be you know he could easily just like nail a few of them but not you know all of them or it could be silly you know when he's playing a child but he just he nails all of it it's really believable um and yeah it's it's one of the standout ones like i said where if this wasn't a horror movie he'd be winning all the awards you know mm. um and it just goes to show how strong this year is that like we've got an amazing television actor and another amazing film actor and neither of them actually win our award i know um but again performance wise uh, definitely a standout year like for horror for sure yeah definitely um it's it's weird as well that so our winner from another tv show Mm. um this is bates motel's own you know own born and bred freddie highmore Mm. I mean, Norman Bates um, yeah, the final send off for Norman Bates kind of, you know, in, in Bates Motel, the swan song of the series. And mm. I mean, you know, I just um, and I'm just enamored whenever I see anything that he any scene with with um, Norman in just because you, you just don't know what you're going to get in scene by scene. And I think like Bates Motel is incredibly well acted throughout. Um mm. Vera Farmiga is is fantastic as well, and I think like every scene that he's in, though, I'm just watching him because I'm like, what Norman are we getting? Mm. And he does such a good job of playing these multiple personalities. And it's funny that we do have kind of James McAvoy and Freddie yeah. in this category playing multiple personalities. Mm. Um, but for me, just the way Freddie kind of transitions between kind of himself, you know, Norma, kind of you know grounded psychotic and just all of it is so believable and you feel the passion behind everything he says it's just incredible man yeah for sure and i think this was obviously this was the final year for bates motel so it yeah. is no more and i think we, we had to give it props here because like this is his last performance of this iconic character and i think he's added so much more to this character than it ever was like i love psycho and i like mm-hmm. the character of norman bates but the norman we got in bates motel and pretty much all of the story is like far superior <coughs> to the movie and again i am one of the biggest psycho fans you will find mm. but like he is a really cool interesting dynamic in that original movie but freddie's portrayal of norman is like way more grounded way more sympathetic um way yeah. more believable like everything about it and like the culmination of the season like i love the way bates motel ended it ended how i wanted it to end which i guess is a personal thing but like so I, exciting, man. I thought it was the only place it could end and yeah he was he was fantastic throughout and so he's this again it's another young actor i think it's the year mm-hmm. of of course the young actors with what we've mentioned so far in other you know in our other categories stranger things yeah it, primarily killing young young casts um Mm. but i also don't want him to be overlooked because of that and so yeah he he was the only winner for us definitely definitely so best female performance you know lead us off with that 
Yeah, so again, another stacked category, like insanely <laughs> stacked. And yeah, one of our runners-up was uh, Carla Gigino from Gerald's Game, who, you know, we've touched upon already in Gerald's Game quite a bit, like winner of Best Surprise and yeah just fantastic like she's a really good actress she's an actress that's been around for a long time as well and so mm. it's one of those similar to like winona Ryder. when you get to a point it feels like oh you've seen everything that this this act is available to do if that makes sense like yeah these young yeah these you young know actors, her skill set yeah exactly you know you've, you've seen what they do and they do it well um and that's why they're around but i love when they add a different dynamic and they play a different character that you didn't think they were capable of doing and so seeing her in this role like she has to play so many different transitions and, and the way she holds this movie so strongly mm. like i was rooting for her character more than i think any character i've rooted for this entire year. oh yeah definitely like i felt like i was in her shoes and, and it felt so grounded and, and yeah, she has to carry the movie and she does mm. so well yeah um, again I, I think that's a, a, a kind of a theme with with both of these performance categories is that we really yeah. appreciate when an actor is given such a substantial role that they really have to pull it off otherwise the whole thing falls apart yeah and yeah this was definitely one of those yeah and definitely on that trend next up on the list we've got happy death days uh jessica roth mm. um who obviously plays tree our lead in happy death day um yeah. you know her character is one that if she doesn't perform that well this movie does not work it mm. just fundamentally does not work it becomes a spoof um you know and that's what happens so well in the original with um sorry not the original with um groundhog day the original yeah. concept that bill murray does such a good job of carrying that movie and making it genuine and and jessica does this for happy death day i think um you know she's believable as the sorority girl she's believable when she becomes genuine she's a believable badass and just just everything about it her she did so well and just played it off perfectly you know i like how her character starts in a really like bad place like she's not mm. a nice person portrayed as at the start of this movie and you mm. think like this is a real interesting take on what is essentially our lead character who's probably mm. in every scene in this entire movie and so the way she carries that the way she dynamically like uh develops over the course of the movie and yeah like you you really root for her and like like you said this could easily become a spoof and i don't even think it comes close to that territory and you have to give props to of course the script because it is really tight but definitely the acting as well and she is of course the standout in this movie yeah um so yeah definitely big props to her and of course our winner from our movie of the year there had to be a performance in that that stood out there was a lot to choose from (laughs) yeah um but we we both loved uh sophia lillis as beverly um it was something that really affected us watching the movie and it was something i remember in our discussions of it that was something that really stood out to me was like Mm. i remember us talking about how man she carried that role and just made this movie. it's incredible in a film of standout performances Mm. you can still have one performance stand out so much because sophia really did beverly was just such an amazing performance um blew me away like way more than i expected it to Mm yeah definitely like it was really unexpected it's it's someone that i personally haven't seen in anything before so i think that Mm. goes a long way it's kind of like yeah she is the breakthrough actor for me of this entire year and so even though we're gonna see some of her in an it sequel but i really want to see her in different stuff and see what she has to do because yeah she just nailed it um so yeah that was a very very strong category so yeah moving on to best concepts all three of these movies make our top 10 so we'll just kind of touch on them briefly um first up we have the belco experiment Mm. um you know i think it's the evolution of the concept for this one you know it's just kind of on paper it's just like oh battle royale in an office but the concept is works so well and so believable that it Mm. just kind of you know 
from concept to screenplay, it's just done so well and, uh, you know, just thoroughly enjoyed this movie as we've already touched on and just such a great concept. Like, like we said, we're hoping to see it in more different scenarios. Mm. When that suburbia film comes out, we <laughs> want some rights, guys. Yeah. Um, so yeah, and the, the other nominee is Happy Death Day that we obviously just talked about. Um, mm-hmm. Again, could have e- can easily be thrown away as, oh, they're just redoing Groundhog Day, but they're really not. They make it their own. I think horror is the perfect way to do that, even better than the original, because... Mm-hmm having a death of your lead character over and over again to reset this like reoccurring events i think is such an awesome concept and again you can say oh it's obvious but no one's ever done it before so like clearly you have to give it to happy death day for that and so that is why it is our runner-up but there's only one winner in this group by a by mile this walk this guy the best concept (laughs) of the year get out Mm. i mean this movie i mean we when we when we talked about it in our top list you know this movie is all about the concept and just how crazy it is and how well it works off and it was just the only winner of the category so yeah well played get out definitely when you do a black mirror as a film it's always going to win best concept so yeah Yeah. (laughs) congratulations to that movie um our next one is best sequel slash remake which is probably an easy winner judging by a number one movie but we'll get to it um so we'll get to that one guys yeah, so this is, like, I would say stronger than I thought it would be, because when you hear best sequel slash remake, you think, oh, there's going to be a lot of terrible ones. But there was actually yeah. some good ones this year, and I, I'm glad this movie got on the list here, because we haven't talked about it at all. Definitely. Um, so Jigsaw is one of our nominees, and I think the reason why... It, That's it, right, guys. It, he said Jigsaw. Yeah, so the reason why it holds water <laughs> here and unfortunately isn't on our top ten is because... I think as a sequel to the Saw movies, it nails a lot of things. I think it nails the tone. The deaths are really good, which is something that we should have mm-hmm. talked about. And it, it nearly got a you know credit in best death as well. Yeah, um, it very narrowly missed that. Yeah, and like the the performances, obviously the performance of um, uh, Tobin Bell Tobin was fantastic Bell. as yeah. well. Um, but yeah, like there's a lot of things they nailed. Obviously, as a film, we personally had a lot of problems with it. But I think they made another yeah. serviceable Saw movie, and I'm, I'm yeah. glad it's back. I, I, I feel, especially me personally, I am so caught up in the minutia and the mm. mythos of Saw that I just that I just can't objectively like respect something that doesn't carry on the thing that i actually want like i need mm. to make the saw movie or i just can't appreciate it because i have such a linear path as to where i want to see the franchise mm. um but in terms of the film it was you know it was all around good apart from the finale but the actual like you say the tone and the deaths were all just bang on yeah um, i think this this movie did really well as well and i hope they continue to make them as well so yeah definitely deserves credit here Next up, we have uh, Cult of Chucky. Mm. Getting a lot of love on this list as well, <laughs> all round. Obviously, we've talked about it in great length, but this this film is just, you know, a Chucky movie in 2017, just absolutely delivering. Love it. I just hope and pray we get a continuation. That's all I've got to say. Please, Don, make us another movie. Yeah, well, I know he wants to. It's just whether or not he gets to. But yeah, yeah. absolutely. I completely agree with that. And of course, the winner's it um we've already gushed about this movie enough it's fantastic movie of the year <laughs> sequel remake of the year naturally. exactly it was always <laughs> like it was it would be ridiculous for it to not win this one so yeah, yeah. we'll move on to it well, so now we move category. on to a, yeah a real fun one yeah so, a more varied one best villain now this mm. one this one we've got some curveballs uh mm. I mean, this is very much our personal villains for the year. We we start off with Gerald's Games, Moonlight Man. Mm. You guys may be thinking, you know, 
he's not in the movie much but my god when he's in the movie he makes an impact yeah um i think for me it was the most scared i've been all year the introduction to moonlight man so that Mm. alone just gets him in the list like the moonlight man is in my mind as a terrifying character from that introduction yeah it's one of the best introductions of a, a villain that i've seen in a horror movie for a number of years um he just terrified me to the core so has to make the list on that appearance alone yeah especially when you're not expecting it because like i didn't like you say i didn't know so when she first no. has that nice sequence and then you she's yeah. looking at the corner and you think is it something to do with the dog is she making things up and then when you first start to see that face for the first time you're just like oh my god like you like did i actually see that like it's it's yeah fantastic. exactly yeah um so yeah he absolutely deserves to be here then another runner-up for me is john white in hounds of love mm-hmm. um of course is a movie that i'm a big champion of and it's, it's featured in a few of the um the awards here but yeah he was standout performance that movie because you hate him so much like he's not a nuanced character he's not a character that has any redeemable qualities he is just straight up he's he's just a scumbag yeah like you're supposed to hate him like he's he like he i think he either kills a dog or attacks a dog at some point like he does all this horrible stuff that you just you just want to hate this guy he's the biggest piece of shit ever and the actor is either an actual serial killer or an amazing actor he's one (laughs) of the two and i I don't want to find out which one it is no (laughs) but he has to be in this category yeah i think he's a straight up psycho um <laughs> yeah. but the this the, the the winner has stuck with us since the first movie we watched for the entire year villain of the year goes to train of busan's a rich ceo <laughs> aka young suck mm-hmm. i mean you guys what are like bastard. what <laughs> what if you've seen the movie you know yeah the rich ceo is one of the worst villains that has been in a horror movie for for a long long while this guy oh. just screws over everyone he is not a conventional villain you know he is mm. not a moonlight man he is not no. a john white he is just a piece of shit mm. he is just trying to survive in this world at any cost stepping over anyone but to the point that even if he could take a tiny risk to save a country he wouldn't you know he, he is just in it for himself 100 percent, and he is just screwing everyone over on the way yeah yeah for sure like he, so, he like i the, the, this movie does something that a lot of movies doesn't do and that it makes you care for a lot of characters and then they just throws them away to the wayside like this movie has like the mvps quote unquote that like similar to a lot of movies have like a get out where it's like here's something that you really root for but then this movie just goes nah and just kills them off and, and it's mm. like and it's because of the ceo character and so you just oh man i got so angry watching this movie and was like in similar to watching Gerald's game, how much I was rooting for the main character, this was definitely. probably the most I wanted to see someone get offed. <laughs> oh yeah, definitely, definitely. So, yeah, shout out to that character because he was just such a bastard. But yeah, so our final definitely. category is best television show. Um, it's been a very strong year for TV <laughs> once again. Um, Crazy good, man. So, yeah, so there's definitely gonna be a few that don't miss the miss out here. But um, one of our nominees doesn't win is Game of Thrones. If you'd have told me that doesn't win when that <laughs> finale aired, I'd have been shocked. Yeah, I think what goes against it slightly is that it's not massively horror. Um, yeah. It is one of the only kind of non-horror things that we still cover, but it's just so damn good. <laughs> yeah, I think that's probably why it just doesn't get the slot. Um, mm. Because I think, I mean, I think it is the best television create that, that has been created. Like, it is film on television. Mm-hmm it's just incredible man yeah it's crazy and it was such a strong year like i loved it and i'm I'm, it's so annoying we're not going to get to see it for so long but (laughs) (laughs) it was great yeah um next up we have uh bates motel Mm. the final season of bates motel man 
Mm-hmm. What, what a journey. What yeah. a journey. I will like, miss you, Bates Motel. It was it was oh, so man. awesome while it lasted. I'm so glad. Obviously, I was completely behind on this and re- watched them all this year, all, all mm. every season, and super glad. Oh, I I'm did. binging. I'm binging so hard on it, man. Like, <laughs> yeah. I love it so much. And uh, yeah, just just like the whole thing is incredible, but. Um, to actually have it end in a satisfying way is just fantastic as well. Yeah. Um, and then, of course, there, there can only be one winner. We've mentioned it multiple times throughout, and uh, we're both massive fans of it. But, yeah, Stranger <laughs> Things wins this award. Stranger Things, man. Yeah, it was it was another fantastic season. I think it, um, it, it really did live up to the hype because, it, like, you know, season one whew, came out of nowhere. No one was expecting it. It, it became like that. It, it really got that word of mouth quickly because you know it's just put on netflix oh yeah man it really got like oh have you seen this thing called stranger things and then, and then it was only season two when it really had like the the trailers the hype the posters everything and so there was so much that could have gone wrong similar to it and and it wasn't like it was really really good and everyone really enjoyed it they're continuing you know the the story going forward mm. and the ending was just beautiful like i i, I thought it was a great show it's, it's made me like i didn't really want to rewatch stranger things again going into it having mm. now seen season two like i'm absolutely going to rewatch them both yeah um, so good man so yeah. good it's absolutely fantastic what a year yeah. for filming yeah. filming horror movies and yeah. you know tv just all round. i mean let's just hope games are good as well man yeah so were games good games in 2017 good? <laughs> um pretty sure it was probably <laughs> the best year ever um so yeah, we're gonna quickly run through our own personal top 10 list here yeah um because i think this is a year because there's a few that i've kind of written down that i wanted to ask you about because like i think we've actually played slightly different games this year more yeah, so than definitely. we usually do um but yeah my top 10 uh starting at number 10 is crash bandicoot insane trilogy um it was a fun little game at the start of the year it's nothing special but it's you know it's what you wanted it to be. Yeah. It's a HD remake of those games. So I, I enjoyed oh, yeah. it. And it filled the gap quite, at the start of the yeah, year. Yeah, it filled the gap. It didn't quite give me the nostalgia kick that I thought it would, but mm. certainly enjoyable. Yeah, it's a shame it reminded you of the problems those games have, yeah. but they're still charming. Um, oh, yeah. Number nine is Horizon Zero Dawn for me. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I, I liked Horizon a lot. Um, off topic, but this game won zero game uh, awards at the Game Awards, which I thought was pretty funny, <laughs> given how, you know, hype. But, um hey it won one um yeah so okay. uh the same amount as resident evil but um yeah. so yeah horizon <laughs> i i liked horizon i think i think yeah. it's it's very much just another one of these open world games it does it really well it's one of the best ones i've played of that specific formula but it didn't offer me anything new and so that's why it was this slow down for me but i still really enjoyed it and i do want to play the dlc as well mm. um number eight was splatoon 2 um again like if they would have nailed this movie i think we talked about this a lot off air but game. like it's what, what did you say now this game oh this game yeah um yeah <laughs> it was it was just like it's a really it's, it's a beautiful game um i enjoy playing it but sadly it has a lot of problems behind the hood and its matchmaking mm. is just an absolute mess um but it's still a really fun game and it was it was the a really good early switch game which was really cool oh yeah um, first switch game on this list and next up number seven is another switch <laughs> game um which is mario plus rabbids kingdom battle <laughs> um if we were given out best surprise this would probably be it for the games because oh, yeah, yeah the fact that this was even remotely as good as it is what it was is just yeah. like unfathomable um this or one other that will be on your list yeah um but the fact that it is you know it's XCOM meets mario with rabbits mm. thrown in like what like what is that concept and the fact that it actually works 
works um i think it, <clears throat> it it overstays its welcome for sure i think yeah. the the final world is the is the worst world and then i i really disliked the post game challenges that this game had mm. to offer um but overall it was so charming the story was actually good which is the most surprising yeah. and some of the boss reveals it was enjoyable so yeah i really liked mario rabbits i played it for a long time um number six is the latest addition to my list which is wolfenstein 2 the new colossus um mm. talked about this very recently on the show so i won't go too into it but just an all-out fun first person shooter campaign if that's what you want it does exactly what it says on the tin shoot nazis have fun have crazy moments um and the whole thing just came together really well um so that was that was number six and uh, number five is what remi- what remains of edith finch um we talked about this like ages ago now this was like the start oh, yeah. of the year wasn't it um but i remember playing it saying to you you got to play it and i remember you liking yeah. it as well this is like my this would be my surprise of the year yeah um <clears throat> it, you know it's from the people that made unfinished one which was a good game but like they have just yeah. completely blown up with this game now and it has one of the best standout moments of the year the kind of horror section of this um that plays out like a sort of tales in the crypt comic which oh yeah is outstanding and yeah this this game made me feel the most this year for sure um so yeah shout out to that um number four astonishing this game's number four because i think from this point on any other year these these would probably be my game of the year um but number four is cuphead um amazing game obviously amazing style but the fact that it actually pulled it off as a very fun game to play um a really brutal game but it's one that i don't have much um like kind of history with the kind of run and gun 2d games i I don't Mm. really play that so coming at this was very difficult for me and i just loved it and so it's made me appreciate a genre that i didn't really play and i I, i'm curious to play other games in that style now um and of course the style of this game is just stunning so yeah yeah Cuphead was absolutely brilliant. Um, number three, again, crazy. How is this game number three? But like this year is just insane. Um, the Legend of Zelda: Breath of the Wild. Um, te- technically, the best game I played this year. If I take away my own personal emotions towards the next mm. franchises on the list, like I'm super glad it's cleaning up Game of the Year awards. It is oh, yeah. the opposite it's a masterpiece yeah it's the opposite of like what i said about horizon where everything about zelda is fresh it's new it's innovative it's stuff i haven't seen in an open world before it's a new approach to that genre and it's just the best way to do it like i love how open that game is um just playing the dlc again recently reminded me of the genius of that game and um, i think the impact this game has done is going to be kind of felt throughout the gaming industry for a very long time what everyone yeah, tries I think to copy thing. it <laughs> and it's going to be game defining yeah for sure um it's similar like when gta 3 first happened it was just like mm. wow um number two and i'm so sad to say that this isn't my game of the year but resident evil 7 like you you had that <laughs> oh, spot i'm surprised, I'm surprised I, I, i've been close i've been i've been flip-flopping yeah. these three like in my mind yeah. where i was like is it zelda and then like yeah. resident evil 7 was there for like nine months and so it feels like it was robbed for me um yeah I absolutely adore this game. It's a it's a beautiful um, horror masterpiece in my opinion. You know, it's the return to form that Resident Evil deserves, and I never thought <clears> it would actually happen. Um, you know, for me, it's in the contention with four as the best Resident Evil game, and and that alone is just like stunning to me. Um, and yeah, we we talked about it loads on the show. But it, if you're obviously you're a horror fan, if you listen to this, and if you play games, you have to play Resident Evil Seven because it is fantastic. Um, oh yeah 100% and then number one just the most joy filled experience of the year had to be Super Mario Odyssey um 
like if you were judging these games purely on like fun per second like this wins by mm. a landslide um, oh, yeah. it, it's just fun like everything about like it just makes me happy when i play it um mm. let alone the kind of the moments the nostalgia i felt the way the ending builds is beautiful and then like the post game is what stands this game out for me the most like obviously i talked earlier about mario plus rabbits like really overstays its welcome and then the post game stuff's like terrible like mm. odyssey is like the opposite of that where like the game is the perfect length and perfect pacing but then if you want to keep playing it it just gets better and better and better and better um and, and that's really hard similar to zelda zelda has that same feel as well, well zelda's yeah, like, like you don't want to finish it <laughs> no no um, i remember you just sitting on the final boss battle for about six months yeah i think i only beat it like a month ago but yeah um but yeah mario odyssey just absolutely outstanding and yeah those those top three is just like oh they are so mm. good but yeah what a year for oh yeah man, for sure oh yeah man it's funny, man, because my my top ten is is very similar, really. I'm really I think I think as well. <laughs> I um yeah, because we do not we did not talk about this beforehand. No. I 100 percent would say Wolfenstein and Cophead would be in my top ten yeah. if I'd had the means or the time to play them, mm. because I think both of those look fantastic, and I know I'd love them. Yeah. Um, for me, for for me, starting off at number ten, um. It kind of switched around the 10 spot, but I gave it to Golf Story in oh, the end. Oh, nice. Um, like, this this game just kind of blew me away. It was I, I played it for 20 hours, and it just felt like I was played it for three. Mm. I just chipped away and had a great time. It has a really charming RPG storyline mixed in the really fun kind of golf mechanics that we enjoy. You know, the, the a la kind of Mario Golf in a really charming art style. Just thoroughly enjoyed the story and would highly recommend picking it up on the Switch. Mm. I think it's the best indie on the Switch, like new indie to play. Yeah. Um, number nine, I've got Uncharted Lost Legacy. <laughs> I think this game, like gets shit on way too much um you know all right it's nine on my list which for an uncharted mm. game is shocking Where was but uncharted don't... 4 last year? <laughs> exactly uncharted 4 was number one but this is more uncharted 4 this mm. game is thoroughly enjoyable the characters are great the gameplay is fantastic it's just it's not drake um if this was um if this was set like so this wasn't our final taste of uncharted people would look at it so differently but because it's your final taste and it's not Mm. the characters that you love that's the reason why people don't like this but it has some fantastic things it also builds on the franchise elements that i touched on when we when when we talked about the game um in in detail but certainly a game that doesn't deserve the the kind of you know not not hate but just the the kind of you know throwaway comments that it's got Mm. um Next on my list, number eight, I have Life is Strange. Um, Life is Strange, this is my cheat because it's Life is Strange, just the franchise, because 2017 is my discovery of playing all of Life is Strange, and the whole thing just blows me away. I love Before the Storm. I love um, the, the first game, and just the, 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 um, the voice acting, the story, the music just everything it does i'm just happy when i'm playing these games and i'm just slowly playing through them and it's it's when people used to talk about uh telltale games and the walking dead games and saying how much they fell in love with it Mm. i'd always play those games and enjoy them but always be bored and waiting for the moments and just kind of playing them and and uh, somewhat appreciating them and this does for me what people describe the walking dead like i'm just enamored when i'm playing it and just just love it so much man Mm. um next on the list number seven splatoon 2 (laughs) um obviously you touched on it um 
it definitely has its faults but for me it's just the fact that i want to keep playing the game despite the fact that we can't play it together <laughs> um you know i just keep coming back to the multiplayer and having a great time only this weekend i was just in the splatfest uh fighting for team film mm. sorry tan but i had to fight for <laughs> team film uh so yeah yeah exactly you know big big win proud i, I served them proud i had a I had a good run in the Splatfest this time. Mm. I did well. Uh, next up, Mario Cross Rabbids. Mm. Uh, number six. Um, again, you know, you spoke about this game. Biggest surprise. Should never have worked and worked so well. It was just a fantastic Switch game. Sit play. You know, I, I played 95% of it handheld, which is the way you should play it. Mm. You know, I just sat there enjoying it. And, and um, like you say, the storyline was unexpected and fun. And just the gameplay was so much fun. And um, Ubisoft did a great job. And it, it gives me hope that Nintendo will trust their IP on mm. other studios going forwards. Yeah. Um, and hopefully those other like studios can pull it off as well, because this is a very yeah. high standard. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, number five, I have What Remains of Edith Finch. Mm. Um, this game, yeah, just blew me away, man. Like, um, every scene, like you spoke about the horror scene, but there's every every one of the, the scenes blew me away in different ways. Um, you know, there's there's the, you know, the kind of the, the bathtub scene that is just horrific from start to finish. You know, you have like the um, the the uh, scene when you become different animals when it first mm. starts. You know, you have the swing, just the the you know every one of them. I just thought was fantastic. The, the and meat I factory loved, as well was amazing. Oh, the meat factory, mm. yeah, just just all of them, and every one was a different mechanic, and it was a different story. And and you like, I loved each one, and that game I think about often mm. that I want to go back and replay, but I. I, I haven't because I just love my experience so much that I almost don't want to, to kind of go back on it, almost like when we talked about Autopsy. Mm. Um, so, yeah. Uh, number four, I have Horizon Zero Dawn. <laughs> um, see, for me, like, I adore this game. I think it... I agree with your point that it is an, an open-world game and it doesn't add anything, but it's just... For me, I love the story. Mm. Obviously, anyone that knows me, post-apocalyptic, I'm in. <laughs> I'm all in. Let alone a good post-apocalyptic. Like, I was just reading every bit of information about what happened with this world. I love the mech dinosaurs so much. I love the combat. I, I agree the game takes a bit of while to get the full capabilities, but once you are fully powered, it is a joy. And um, I, I loved, like, it looked incredible, and I, I can't wait for Horizon 2. Mm. Like, just cannot wait. Um, and now we get to our top, my top three, man. I had, this, I, had the, I had the same issues as you. I was like, at any point, these three could have changed. Mm. But I ended up number three resident evil 7 oh, i knew it i knew it it had to happen uh, it had to happen the nintendo i want to change it now and give it number one for me yeah it's not happening <laughs> resident evil was number three like i'm sorry resident evil it, it like How it was the resident evil though? game i know i know it I, like it was a slam dunk game of my year but then nintendo happened mm. um 2017 should be should have been the like the kind of you know rebirth of resident evil but then nintendo just rebirthed even stronger yeah. resident evil 7 like fantastic get it on story. the switch <laughs> such a scary game um and just loved loved you know so much about it um my my only my only criticism of the game is the the dlc did leave a bit of a sour point just because it isn't as strong as the main game mm. and kind of 
felt like filler just to charge a season pass and felt very capcom whereas yeah. the rest of the game didn't mm. um i'm also just kind of like where does the franchise go for resident evil 8 because this doesn't necessarily leave it in a position that i want to see this again mm. like what do i want from 8 i still don't know i'm just happy that 7 exists yeah um and then number two th- this was the more difficult thing for me <laughs> i really could not decide but in the end i had to go with my heart and number two was zelda breath of the wild <laughs> um it pains me because this game yeah. is perfection i was literally both, playing it both for these games yeah i was like this game is just so good well that's what i mean i've been playing the season pass uh dlc as well and i'm just like this game is just so strong and it made me give a shit about zelda when i haven't really like i enjoy zelda but i don't i don't like you know obsess over a release of the game when the game comes out i pick it up and i'll play it but i'm now obsessed with zelda man like Mm. i love i love this game so much and considering like the story just um you know there there isn't a lot of dialogue especially you know your character is a mute but like the emotions that i felt like when you get zelda and you unlock the divine beast and all of that like i just love it so much man like getting back into the world with the dlc nintendo have done a great job like we just spoke about bad dlc Mm. i think nintendo have done a great job with the zelda dlc um just to get it back into people's minds and like i really hope they're not done i hope there's more dlc um Mm. because i I love this game but number one had to be mario odyssey yeah um you know you you said it but this this game is just pure joy like you know you literally start the game and you get to throw your hat on the t-rex within 10 minutes um and it just continues giving you giving you those moments um the ending is one of my favorite video game endings of all time um i'm not going to touch on spoilers but you know it it just blew me away it gave me crazy nostalgia feelings obviously new donk city was just incredible start to finish the soundtrack was incredible like when you hear um one up uh is it one up guy the song the title of the song one up girl sorry um that song just like gives me uh goosebumps uh when i hear it every time and it's it's just incredible like nintendo man Mm. they did it they did it they make up half my list yeah it's certainly the year of nintendo being revitalized for sure um there was it's funny because i had a few games written down that i know you'd played that i hadn't and Mm -hmm. um uncharted and golf story which were were on your list Mm -hmm. um south park you know you're not south park because obviously i i didn't i haven't finished it um so no south park was not in the conversation for me wasn't wasn't one of the ones that even was on my kind of 10 spot almost made it unfortunately another one which i am quite quite surprised about it's one that i want to get to soon is hellblade yeah hellblade was one of the ones that just just got edged away like Mm. it was golf story hellblade um uncharted and kind of crash bandicoot kind Mm. of you know though those were all kind of like which ones but i had to go in my heart in the end i'm mm. um, also call of duty world war Two. yeah i was gonna say that was um yeah. that was another one that um sonic mania was in my thoughts as well like they were the ones that were all kind of there but certainly not south park unfortunately yeah. it hurts me but it wasn't there yeah it's just been a, a mad year when you think about all those games like not getting on the list games like. <laughs> films tv it's, it's yeah. been good bro it's been yeah, good i mean it's like obviously people like to talk doom and gloom a lot but from a purely media standpoint like i think this is a standout year for for 
for, for the stuff i love anyway like games nintendo horror they nailed it like they absolutely yeah. nailed it like if 2018 is even remotely as good as this year like i'll be super happy um so yeah that is the end of our big extravaganza of course this is a way longer episode than you usually get so savor it because <laughs> um, we will be having a sort of short break now until the new year um we're going to be coming back straight in 2018 of course there's already going to be black mirror and there's a whole host there's actually a lot of january stuff coming out uh, yeah there year. is um so that's pretty cool um also just a big thank you for everyone that's listened throughout the show this year um oh yeah man you've made 2017 of course even better than last year and like it still feels like we're just getting started but it's already been great whether you're like a brand new listener or some of our long-term listeners our long-term contributors who send in questions and all that stuff the interactions on twitter like thank you so much for all you guys like you make the show so awesome to do um yeah and i just want to say like whenever we get interaction like you know it it makes the show worthwhile knowing Mm. that kind of people are getting enjoyment from it and that we're building a community and you know we want to build a community on something that that is enjoying the franchise Mm. and enjoying the things we love and yes we'll see things that we don't like but primarily we want to enjoy the good and focus on the good and you know i think that's what we we've done so well and and pretty much all of the interactions we have are in that realm of positivity so just long may it continue yeah i completely agree um so yeah just a big thank you for everyone and yeah that is that is the big show it's finally done i hope you guys enjoyed it and uh yeah we will see you in 2018 see you later guys I never could, how could I start now? Honey, I'm down, not that I need ya Look at me now, you made a believer Turn it up, turn it up, turn it up some more What would I be, 